MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Wednesday. It is July 26th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Last night, a fourth crash within a week involving a SEPTA vehicle occurred. Philadelphia police responded to a vehicle collision in Center City involving a SEPTA bus. Officials say it happened at 16th and Walnut Street just before 9 o'clock when a SEPTA bus crashed into a building. Officials said the driver sustained minor injuries and no other passengers were on board at the time of the wreck. The building only sustained minor injuries, uh, minor, minor damage from the crash uh, with the bus piercing the front window. As of 11 last night, crews were on the scene removing the bus from the building. Power, they said, may have been impacted while crews cleaned up the area. This incident is the fourth crash involving a SEPTA bus, uh, invol- I'm sorry, involving a SEPTA vehicle within a week. So do we know if the building had the right of way or not in uh, this particular city? You would imagine, right? The city? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the unspoken rule? Yeah, that the buildings get the right, right of way. Mm-hmm. In the first crash, two SEPTA buses collided, resulting in 19 injuries on Roosevelt Boulevard in Philadelphia. A 72-year-old passenger was killed. The next incident involved a SEPTA bus that struck an electrical box in the city's Fishtown neighborhood, injuring four passengers. Another incident involved two SEPTA trolleys, which struck one another and caused minor injuries in Delaware County. Oh, it's, it's a miracle there aren't more of these every day. That's what I was just about I to mean, say. I would expect this amount to be the normal amount, because when you see buses trying to negotiate, it's like, how the hell are there not more accidents? Yep, and with, with bikes and pedestrians and, and buildings other, running and buildings out in front of them. <laughs> In the middle of the intersection. Come on, man. It's very dangerous. Yeah. SEPTA's new chief safety officer, Ronald, uh, Ronald Keel, said prior to this fourth crash uh, that extra safety training was being implemented. A Chester High School teacher and baseball coach is accused of sexually assaulting two teenagers. 57-year-old Daniel Waters of Glen Mills faces more than 24 charges, 18 of which are felonies, including indecent sexual contact with minors and endangering welfare of children. A Delaware County District Attorney Jack Stolzheimer said Waters used his position to prey on at least two boys, a 15 and a 16-year-old, and he fears that there are more victims. He purchased a firearm to give one of those juveniles as, as if we don't have enough of a problem with juveniles with access to guns in our society. He is doing this to get the kid to have sexual contact with him, uh, the DA said. Waters is also accused of providing the victims with alcohol and drugs. He's being held on $250,000 bail. The Pennsylvania State Police are asking witnesses and possible victims to reach out to the media station at 484-840-1000. Wildwood is the latest Jersey Shore town to consider adjusting its curfew this summer. If approved, the new curfew would mean that anyone under 18 can't be out after midnight. Over the 4th of July weekend, city officials say a group of about 60 juveniles were rioting and causing mischief into the early morning hours. Soon after that, city commissioners proposed changing the curfew from 1 a.m. to midnight. A vote is scheduled on the new curfew at tonight's commissioners meeting. If passed, it will take effect immediately. Teen drinking and vandalism led to new curfew, bag ban, and beach closures at night in Ocean City and Sea Isle. Uh, some say they wish that Wildwood's curfew was even earlier. The owner <clears> of one of the Boardwalk souvenir shops said the teens come <clears> in <throat> after 11, uh, they break things, and they steal things. You guys are down in that general area, so do you see a lot of stuff going on after hours? Or? Dude, I'm yeah. in bed way yeah, yeah. before then, so <laughs> you know, you're not no idea. And hanging out with the kids on the Boardwalk? <laughs> nah, we're also in the crest. How old are you? The crest is pretty quiet. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's oh, not it? the okay, same as yeah, water. Right, yeah. Yeah. The mayor said the curfew is being moved by only an hour out of consideration <clears throat> for the bar- boardwalk businesses that depend on the late night <laughs> customers. Uh, something many people at the shore are keeping an eye on, as well as the proposed legislation in Trenton that, if signed into law, would impose new fines for minors caught with alcohol. I see you getting up out of bed, Rochelle. Yeah. I swear you. I'm going to the gang's down on the boardwalk. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'll be back in a couple hours. <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. At the ballpark last night, the Phillies came back in the bottom of the ninth yeah. inning to beat the Baltimore Orioles 4-3 in dramatic With two outs, Bryson Stott hit a double to right, scoring Bryce Harper all the way from first. Alec Boehm completed the rally with a single that scored Stott and led the Phillies to the win over the American League leading league. The series wraps up tonight. Ranger Suarez will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 6.05. At the Women's World Cup, the American women will take on the Netherlands tonight. The match at Wellington Stadium in New Zealand will begin at 9 o'clock. Lionel Messi scored two goals and added an assist in a 4-0 win over Atlanta United. Messi was in interim Miami CF starting lineup last night for the first time since joining the franchise. In just the eighth minute, Messi put back a rebound to give Miami a one-goal lead. And Bronny James, the eldest son of L.A. Lakers star LeBron James, suffered cardiac arrest while at practice on Monday. The 18-year-old is in stable condition and no longer in ICU. James is a rising basketball star and incoming freshman at the University of Southern California. It is the second time a USC freshman basketball player suffered cardiac arrest while practicing in a little over a year. Bronny is eligible for the 2024 NBA draft, and LeBron James has said one of his final goals before retirement is to play in the NBA with his son. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, Thank you very much, Kathy. And let's say hello to all those who are joining us on this nasty, sweaty day. Uh, it's going to get worse, like I said. So we are preparing uh, for something that uh, we're going to do tomorrow morning. Yes. We're going to send out the Duncan Cruiser for a liquid caravan of love. Seems uh, appropriate, right? Kind of cool things off. We'll get some iced coffee out to you. And yeah. so you can go to PrestonandSteve.com and sign up for your workplace. This is a quick turnaround. We're doing it tomorrow morning. So we need to know if uh, you work outdoors, if you work in a hot uh, environment, whatever it may be, you need some cooling off with the Duncan Cruiser tomorrow morning. Reach out to us. You can go to PrestonandSteve.com and get signed up. I'm going to mention this many times uh, this morning because, like I said, it's a very quick turnaround. Get a couple of stops in and just do whatever little bit we can to help out with this heat hitting us. And it's only going to be a few days, but this is a this is a bit of a flare-up. And like Kathy was yesterday, it's going to feel like it's in the hundreds. Yeah, we've got the resource. We figured why not do it? Yep. Um, and we also have some other things going on. We have a secret text word. Today we have a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco. He's going to be performing at the Borgata. And that will be Friday, November 17th. Tickets are on sale now, but if you text the word secret to 39333, uh, we'll send a word back to you and we'll ask you to call in later in the show with that word and maybe you can win some tickets and if you can't listen later on don't worry about it we have a chance for a random texter to win as well so text the word secret to 393 we will go on fox good day today so a little tv time and our good friend mark summers is stopping by here oh my god he's in the area uh he has (laughs) no for real (laughs) for real Uh, shut the 
God. The Life and Slimes of Mark Summers is playing five shows uh, cool. August 3rd through the 6th at uh, the Mount Gretna Playhouse. And we'll get the details from him a little bit later on this morning. It's been a dream of mine to one day scale Mount Gretna. Mount Gretna? Yeah, I yeah. know. It's, uh, you got to train and get Absolutely. yourself ready for that. Uh, but he will be stopping in uh, this morning in our 9 o'clock hour. And always some great stories from Mark. And he's got a great podcast that yes. he now does with some really cool high-profile celebrities that he uh, interviews regularly. So we'll have plenty to talk to him about. All right, let us go ahead and break. We'll come back in a second, and uh, we'll get a stupid question all set up for you. And the entertainment report is on the way. A lot of stories to pass along. So hang out with us on the drive-in this morning. Why don't you? Blew out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to give away a $50 Metro Diner dining card for the correct answer to this stupid question. What was the highest denomination bill ever printed in the United States? Mm. 215-263-WMMR. What was the highest denomination bill ever printed in the United States. Let's see if you know that answer. All right, give us a call now. We're going to go through some birthdays. Today being the 26th day of July. And we're going to start off with a biggie and a milestone birthday. The one and only Mick Jagger turns 80 years old today. With a big 8-0 for him. It's my birthday. Yeah. And I, I fondly think of that uh, that line from Almost Famous that Jimmy Fallon says, if you think Mick Jagger is going to be dancing around on stage yeah. at the age of 50, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. Great. We played that. Yeah. We reminded Fallon about that. Yeah, it's, He is uh, 80 years old and still bouncing around the stage, man. I remember it was now so maybe five years ago, six years ago, there was a performance that he did at the Grammys. He was running that stage back and forward. He was yep. singing live. 
He's just a phenomenon. The dude had a heart attack, remember? Yeah. And then turned around and, and got back on stage after recovery and went right back into his old routine. So uh, he is a force to be reckoned hey. with and one of the all-time greats. Do you think Pierre is going to acknowledge that? Uh, nah, yeah. Probably just probably skip sketch that. over that real quick. Hey, another uh, senior citizen that uh, that looks stunning for their age, Helen Mirren. Oh, yeah. Is 78 oh, yeah. years old today. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a regular Saturday night thing for sure. Yeah. Uh, so she's uh, she's had a long, long successful career and still can just do what she wants to do, man. I just watched her second uh, Shazam movie. She's one of the nemesis. Okay. Nemesis. I haven't seen it, so. Not that good. Uh, I didn't okay. think it was that good, but she was good. Helen okay. Mirren. Uh, she turns uh, 78 years old today, like I said. Uh, the lovely Sandra Bullock is Sandy. inching towards 60 as she turns 59 years old. Today. I watched uh, Bird Box Barcelona. Oh, yeah. And? I liked it. Okay. Uh, it goes in a slightly different way. All right. Uh, as you would imagine. But I, I, I enjoyed it. The original one's still better. Okay. I totally came around on her. Remember, I used to hate her. You hated yep. her. Guts. Couldn't stand her. And it was, I believe, the blind side that, like, I was like, okay. Okay. Well, it was Speed that ruined it for me. Her. And it's the same reason Speed I. Speed was like her second movie. Yep. It's the same reason I don't like Keanu Reeves. I, I can't watch him uh, act. What? I, uh, I had a crush on her early on. I think it might have been Demolition Man. I'm like, yeah. this girl is super duper pretty. And uh, I used to have a poster of her hanging up. Really? Yeah. Sandra Bullock poster. I didn't yeah. know that. I know you had a Julian Margolis. I had a thing for her, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. But I have a thing. I have lots of things yeah. for lots of people. There's many things. Yeah. Um, so she's 50, yeah. 59 today. Kevin Spacey. Remember when I had a thing, thing for, for him? This oh, great. Yeah. 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 yeah you were his pool boy for a summer. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you called your grandma. Oh, my God. Play it again. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. This is one of the Dude. best. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's in Horrible Bosses, <laughs> and Jason Bateman's character comes to him, and he goes, Now, listen, you made me miss my Gam Gam's funeral. <laughs> and he, for a moment, yeah, yeah. it seems like he's going to have some compassion sure. to say that he had no idea right. that your grandmother died, but he actually says this. I'm sorry. Thank you. I had no idea that <laughs> you called your grandmother Gam. It's just... Evil. <laughs> Hilariously horrible. Oh, my God. I, I don't know what's his private situation. There seems to be a lot of trouble. But he, he is phenomenal. Yes. He, he is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, the Usual Suspects. Oh, God, so I love good. that movie. L.A. Confidential. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, man. And American Beauty. Yeah. I saw that recently that aired. Uh, yeah, so he is uh, 64 years old today. Kate Beckinsale. And it's a big birthday for her as well. She is 50 years old. So... Uh, uh, Mick Jagger was 30 when she was That's born, right. put it that way. Uh, so happy 50th to Kate Beckinsale. Uh, Roger Taylor of Queen turned a year older. He is 74 years old today. Uh, well, share of hits, right? Mind you, he wrote uh, My Best Friend, I believe, uh, was the number, uh, number one hit. I think so as well, yeah, yeah. As we've said many times, each and every member of Queen wrote a number one hit record, a single. Doesn't happen. No, it's incredible. So happy 74th to Roger Taylor. Uh, singer Gary Sharon, lead singer of the band Extreme. I love this song. Huge hit for this band. I really dug that band. I, I listened to all of their albums. They, they actually did have a lot of depth to them. Uh, and then he did an album with uh, Van Halen, and that kind of came and went. But he is uh, 62 years old did today. Jack back to a... Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. Exact copy of this music video. Yep. 
Um, Jeremy Piven, who's been in our Ten studio. Ten years, yes. man. Ten. That's him. He uh, could be Mercurial. Yeah. What movie is that from, Casey? Uh, that's from Gross Point Blank. Okay. Ten years, man. <laughs> Ten. Uh, he turns 58 years old. Is this Andrej? This is Andrej. And he was here, he was doing a stand-up comedy. Yes. Um, I don't know, he kind of flirted with that. He still know. does it. Does he do yeah, it? Yeah, still does it. Okay. Uh, we also have Darlene Love, the oh. actress and singer, and didn't know that that was her in the Lethal Weapon movies as uh-huh. the, the wife to uh, Roger Glover's character. Uh, Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Yeah, Roger yeah. Glover plays for... Uh, <laughs> he's, in, he's, in deep, he's in Deep Purple, I believe. Uh, every year at Christmas... Uh, Letterman used to have her on to do this song, yeah. and there is a YouTube video of all of her appearances ever on Letterman, and it's, <laughs> there's slight changes uh, from year to year, and so every year for now, for me, for Christmas, I put on the two and a half hours of Darlene Love uh-huh. doing Letterman for about 30 years, and you can, you know, obviously you watch her get older and watch everybody else in the band get older. They change up the sax routine from year to year, so it's become okay. a tradition, uh, Christmas tradition for me That's cool. to have Darlene Love on in my house for a long period of time. She's 82 today. Dorothy Hamill, the U.S. figure skater, won a gold medal in uh, 1976. Oh, he's so cute. Olympics, yep. America's sweetheart. That uh, short haircut. Yep. Uh, yep, very cute. I she even was... adopted that haircut for a while, Press. 67, you had the Dorothy Hamill? Oh, yeah. Big Dorothy Hamill haircut. That was adorable yeah. on you. Uh, another person who's been here on a few occasions and has uh, played the MMRBQ from time to time, Taylor Momsen. Uh, turns a year older. She's and cool. She celebrates her 30th birthday. She's yeah. super cool. Did you accidentally cop a feel on her? We were, the last time she was at MMRBQ, we're pretty reckless. Uh, we were standing there. We were taking a picture, and I put my arm around all, everybody who was yeah. standing there, and my hand slid down and touched her ass. And so she was wearing, like, next to nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her super, super thin. You know, normally I could touch someone, someone's jeans and it probably wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, make yeah. a difference. But I felt like I could feel her butt heat. She had, I think she had on, like, a black silk dress. Yeah. And I go, oh, my God, I just touched your butt. And she was, oh, stop it. Uh, so it was a total accident. But she's uh, 30 years old today. And the last birthday is Jason Statham. Ah. And he turns 56 years old today. Did you ever oh. see the movie Spy? No. Jason Statham does a parody of his tough guy movie characters. Yeah. And it's very funny. Nice. He, yeah, he can pull off yes. comedy as well as uh, the action stuff. So happy birthday, everyone, on this 26th day of July. We're going to see if we can get an answer to Super Question this morning, which is what was the highest denomination bill ever printed in the United States. We will go to Phil and see if we can get the answer for that. Hey, Phil, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good, uh, good morning to see you, Phil. <laughs> what is the highest domination, denomination bill ever printed in the U.S., please? Uh, $100,000. He's right. Yeah. Can you break $100,000? Yeah, Woodrow Wilson was uh, on the cover, I guess. It feels, he, was the the, he was on the bill. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and I guess they would, like banks would use that. Yeah, you wouldn't walk lines. around with that. Nope. All right, so hang on the line, Phil. We're going to set you up with a $50 Metro Diner dining card. And Metro Diner has launched a summer of waffles. <laughs> an entire season devoted to the savory sweet breakfast classic. Uh, you can earn a dining discount and prizes by taking a summer waffle staycation at your local Metro Diner. Visit MetroDiner.com for details. Uh, so we'll start with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He has donated an unprecedented seven-figure amount to SAG-AFTRA amid the actors' union strike. That's pretty impressive. Of the 160,000 SAG-AFTRA members, roughly 
100 of the union's highest earners received a letter from the union's president, Courtney Vance, and executive director, Sid Wilson, detailing the need for financial assistance amid the work stoppage. Did they mention how this might impact our free screener copies around award season? <laughs> they didn't say that at this point. But Johnson's seven-figure donation is the largest lump sum the union has ever received from a single donor since it was founded in 1985. It's very cool. Uh, the exact amount of his donation has not been disclosed. However, um, the sum will likely help 7,000 to 10,000 members through the union's emergency financial assistance program. Give any, any indication is what I'm attempting to say of his net worth at this point? Uh, in that story, no. Yeah. It's got to be a lot if he's coughing up over right, a million yeah. bucks just to say, here you go. Uh, so he's, uh, yeah, he, and, and he likes to give back. He's, he's good like that. So Terry Crews. Open up about his addiction to pornography and how it affected his relationship with his family members. He was on the uh, um, podcast that Dak Shepard does, the armchair expert. Um, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine star said that he would, quote, start an argument with his wife, Rebecca King, so that she wouldn't ask more questions when he was at his worst. He said, poor woman. He said, I was horrible. My kids, I would get angry at them for getting in the way. Uh, last year, he had said in an interview, if I got a day off from a set and I could watch porn from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. at night, oh, I wouldn't wow. stop. I oh couldn't stop. Oh, my God. Stop. What? Jesus. That's and how he got the hell? so buff. And he said, I yeah. felt bad about myself all the time. So he was he was in deep. <laughs> <man. laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, honey? <laughs> I guess he's uh, gotten away from that. He says he's gotten off it completely. Did you guys see the video that he put out yesterday uh, in, um, to promote... Um, uh, colonoscopies? No. no. So he's uh, the president, President Camacho from the future. Oh, that's he great. Comes, comes back in time to uh, save his own uh, colon, and he does the whole character. He stays in character. From the idiocracy. Uh, yeah, and so um, it's it's along the lines of what um, Ryan Reynolds and Rock Lennon did last year. He goes in, he actually has the colonoscopy done. They found, they found three polyps within his colon. Oh, no kidding. And, and removed them. Okay. Um, so he, but he stays in character almost the whole time, <laughs> except when he's coming out of uh, uh, the <laughs> anesthesia a little bit. He, he, he trips up a little bit. But they film it. They film the whole thing. He, okay. he interacts with his doctor. It's a really good little spot. He's really good. And, and uh, I believe black men are <laughs> much more likely to get colon cancer than are uh, white men. So okay. he's, he's promoting it specifically for black, black men in America. I love that guy. It's really well done. He's, he's anytime he's been by here, is just the best. He's oh, such a treat. Yeah, Terrific. Uh, Raven Simone revealed that she has psychic capabilities like her character on That's So Raven. She was real? She said, I can walk into a room and read the room. Wow. And people might not think that's psychic, but what that is is reading energy. And energy is in the psychic plane. You because it's not on a physical material plane. Okay. Uh, the Cosby Show actress shared that she experiences vision. You're afraid of lunatic. On the side. Give me taking too much Benadryl. On the psychic plane as well. She said, I do have moments where I will, I really will just stare. She said, and I will see. A, I do too. I will see a scene that is happening that has happened to me or going to happen in another dimension. Okay. And I feel it in my body. And I'm like, yo, this is weird. Yo, yo, <laughs> yo. She's looking for jerkmates, Case. Yo. Uh, yo, ever heard of jerkmate? Uh, do you ever walk into a room and psychically sense that there are other jerkmates in there with you? 
Uh, Simone also said that uh, all this started before she played Raven Baxter uh-huh. on the hit Disney show, which aired from 2003 to 2007. The closest thing I think that, and it's not even that, that of a psychic experience or something where you think you're tied into, the, 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 ex- the experience of deja vu. Yeah. I'll, I'll get that occasionally. Right. But that's... I have... I don't th- even there are that. times where a random thing will mm-hmm. pop into my head. It could be a song or a topic or whatever, or a very specific commercial or TV show or whatever, or a scene. Yeah. And I happen to be flipping through the channels, and there it is. And, and that, I, of course, I rack it up to bizarre coincidence. Yes. Because you're thinking about thousands of things in right. a day, and over time, eventually, one or two of those are going to happen right at that moment, and right. it's going to be like, oh my god, I'm psychic! But there's a lot of coincidences that happen, so I, I chalk them up to that, not necessarily energy and psychic planes and other dimensions. Do you ever watch porn from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. at night and anticipate a scene that's going to pop up? Right, yeah. yes, and it happens. <laughs> So maybe there is something to that energy. I bet you there's butt stuff. Kristen Bell appeared on uh, the Kelly Clarkson show and shared that her two daughters, eight-year-old Delta and nine-year-old Lincoln, enjoy drinking non-alcoholic beer. The Good Place actress said that she knows it sounds insane, but that context is important because her husband, Dax Shepard, is a recovering alcoholic. Uh, She said he's a recovering addict, uh, but he likes non-alcoholic beer, so he'll pop one open, and he'd have our oldest daughter on his chest, and we'd walk and look at the sunset as a baby. She was pawing at it, and sometimes she'd suck on the rim, and so I think that it feels to her like something special, something daddy, something family. I think I mentioned this before, but over in Europe, non-alcoholic beer are all the rage now. Like, oh, really? Yeah, all of the, the, the big brewers, I mean, you're talking, you know, centuries-old breweries have their own non-alcoholic beers, and there are people who are, you know, on like a taste-testing tour. I could see that. Uh, she said, uh, we've been at restaurants where uh, she said, uh, do you have any non-alcoholic beer? And I'm like, well, maybe let's just keep that for home time. <laughs> uh, but then I'm sort of like, you can judge me if you want. I'm not doing anything wrong. That's your problem. So, the- <laughs> Would you give kids mocktails and things of that nature? I mean, essentially, mocktails are kind of like... Yeah! <laughs> Uh, fruit juice and stuff yeah, like that. So that's all sure. that is. Hey, when I was a kid, yeah, we used to have, there were restaurants you would go to and they would have what were called kitty cocktails. Yeah. And essentially it was like, you know, Shirley Temples and things like that. That's what that is. So, yeah. yeah. I found out that a Roy Rogers is basically a Shirley Temple it for is. boys. It's the same thing. Uh, I complained to the manager. That they changed uh, the name. Yeah. Uh, but, no. Uh, yeah, but, but. A non-alcoholic beer, I mean, beer's got a different odd flavor to it. Yes. It doesn't seem like a kid would like it, yeah. but I don't know. Jeremy Renner, speaking of booze, posted to social media on Sunday to promote his partnership with Sweet Grass Vodka. He said, I'm so grateful for the progress I've made since the start of this year, which allowed me to move forward with my interest in Sweet Grass Vodka. He said their mission is rooted in community and shared experience, which is why uh, the second I tried it, that I knew that I want to become a part of it. Does Renner suggest that it's appropriate to give this to children? Uh, he did not say that. Okay. But to snowplow accident victims? <laughs> yes. yes. Very Absolutely. much Absolutely. Uh, actress Carlin Glynn, or is, there, or is it Carolyn? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The singer and actress who won a Tony Award in 1979 for her role in The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas has died, and you will know her from a film. Uh, she was 83 years old. Now, her daughter, actress Mary Stewart Masterson, yeah. announced on Instagram that Glenn died July 13th following dementia and cancer diagnoses in recent years. Uh, she was also, you would know her from 
uh, 16 Candles. She's the mother. She's Claire's mother in 16 Candles. She's great. Um, Mary Stuart Masterson, Masterson said, I was with her. I will always be grateful for those last moments, no matter how hard. Uh, she wrote in a caption alongside a black and white photo of Glenn. Uh, the actress described Glenn as the most graceful, clumsy person you would ever meet. Where did she fall in your, um, excuse me, milfy mom? List. Uh, you know what? Uh, she doesn't register at all. Really? Yeah, yeah. Not in, not in a bad way, just in a... You don't remember her, really. Don't remember no, right. Yeah. Uh, her husband, Peter Masterson, died in 2018 at 84. He was the one who went on to adapt the best of her house in Texas uh, for the film that starred Dolly Parton. She was uh, supposed to be in the sequel, The Filthy Stinking Slut, but uh, they and, never got to it. And the role that Glenn originally uh, played on Broadway. So, huh. Yeah, so it's sad. sad because I, I knew she had a, a long run in uh, entertainment. Yeah. So Brian Cranston delivered a passionate speech at uh, SAG-AFTRA's Rock the City for a fair contract rally in New York City yesterday. And he was talking about um, uh, Mr. Iger, Disney CEO Bob Iger. He said, we got a message from Mr. Iger. He said, I know, sir, that you look through things with a different lens. We don't expect you to understand who we are, but we ask you to hear us. And beyond that, to listen to us when we tell you we will not be having our jobs taken away and given to robots. Uh, we will not have you take away our right to work and earn a decent living. And lastly, and most importantly, we will not allow you to take away our dignity. Uh, so a lot of people stepping up and uh, getting on the mic. Uh, Snoop Dogg, by the way, took to Instagram to announce that he is canceling his two-day Hollywood Bowl show, which would have celebrated the 30-year anniversary of the Doggy Style album. And this is in support of the actors and writers' strike. Mm. He said, we regret to inform you that due to the ongoing strike and the uncertainty of when this will be over. We need to cancel the Hollywood Bowl show. Uh, he wrote in a statement, uh, we continue to stand in solidarity with all of our brothers and sisters and the WGA and SAG-AFTRA during this difficult time and remain hopeful that the AMPTP will come back to the negotiating table with a real proposal and we can all get back to work. I forget how long the longest one of these ran. For some reason, I'm thinking like 18 months. Mm-hmm. But there was a strike that I remember going on for quite a while. And the the ripple effect of that strike went on for years because so much had to be stalled. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, we got shows to watch, man. We did it. We got to get, we gotta get uh, everybody <laughs> to agree to something because we need our entertainment. We need, I need to the Stranger be, Things back, man. Absolutely. You need to be Michael Jackson in uh, the Beat It uh, video where you bring both gangs together. Yes. Yeah. Rather than that fighting. Needs to be put on a red jacket. We can dance. Yeah. If you dance want to. Dance away your problems. Yeah. Uh, so the first season of And Just Like That may have caused some of us to start drinking, but it inspired comedian and actor in front of the show, Bobby Lee, to sober up. Mm. Lee revealed that he got too drunk and stoned before filming a scene with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, which inspired him to enter rehab and get sober. Did it get him thrown off the set? Did he lose the job? No, but he, he could have. So okay. Uh, Lee, who plays Carrie's uh, podcasting partner Jackie Knee on the Sex and the City spinoff, said that he was, quote, blackout drunk in Hawaii when his agent called to let him know that they needed him in New York to film. Uh, he wasn't expecting to shoot till Monday, so he said he downed, quote, 600 milligrams of THC and got S-faced so that by the time he landed in New York, he was in a blackout. And he said once he realized that his schedule had changed right from under him, that he would be going straight from the airport to the set instead of his hotel as planned he started panicking so he wasn't wow. supposed to 
but they needed him early, and he was hammered. Well, you He's, remember you and I, for the longest time before a show, would do our tabs of acid, yeah. and, and it, it, it was a problem. He said, my face just became drenched with sweat. I remember going there, being so high and drunk, oh. and when I was reading the script, I couldn't even understand what the F it was even saying. Wow. To make matters worse, the scene was especially difficult because he had to cross a busy New York street with Parker while delivering his lines, and that ordeal inspired him to go into rehab. That's uh, he pretty said, wild. He said, I couldn't even say the effing first line. It was a nightmare. So I remember saying to myself, this is never going to happen again. I had to get sober. This is insane. Uh, that could have been a career ender. It was a huge opportunity. It's insane what my disease does. So he, that was his rock bottom oh, moment. man. Would uh, he reveal this on his podcast? He was on someone else's podcast. Okay, yeah. Rachel Bilson's podcast. Yeah, so um, so he got it together, and that was the that was the moment that, that did it for him. Well, good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Kathy sent me this story. Ah. Dave Annabelle <laughs> wants a Walker family reunion. Ah. Annabelle. The you 20- Walker, Texas Ranger? No. Nope. Annabelle. Steve, brothers, brothers and, and sisters. sisters. Oh, of okay. course. Okay. So the Dave! 40- Annabelle. <laughs> That's Dave Annabelle. Uh, the 43-year-old special ops... Lion- told me I have AIDS. A lioness actor is still holding out hope for a potential Brothers and Sisters reboot. Me too, Dave. So that its cast and crew can give the influential ABC series the send-off it deserves. Are there, uh, like, uh, groups? I still have to be online for fans of that show. Why? I don't know. Like I Reddit think- threads and stuff? I think I'm the only one. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I miss that show. We were canceled before we were uh, going to be, so we didn't get to say goodbye. Uh, Annabelle, who portrayed youngest son Justin Walker across all five seasons of the drama from 2006-2011, called the role a dream job, especially when it came to working alongside such a star-studded cast. It was a great cast. Like yeah. I'm surprised it got... Uh, canceled. He said, ensemble. He said, I was 25 when I started that show, and I was one of the first ones cast. He said they had Callista Flockhart, but then they added Sally Field and Matthew Reese and Rachel Griffiths. And I was like, whoa, this escalated. And Medea. And he says that he misses his co-stars all the time and thinks a reboot could be the key to tying up all of the series loose ends once and for all. I'm with you, Dave. What they could do is do a, a, a streaming pickup. If there's a large enough fan base, you know, like a lot of times shows... Um, Take the Orville. It jumped from Fox over to Hulu. It's, yeah. it's conceivable. Yeah, they could absolutely. Did, did they leave it hanging? It it ju- it got canceled, and they literally the, like the season. It may have even been mid season. I, I can't remember, but yeah, it, it was completely. It nothing wrapped up. Nothing ended. It was you know left. Okay, there'll be another show. Coming the last up. scene was the dinosaur had their their boat in its mouth, <laughs> right, and that was it. All right, and then the last story I have for you, Drew Barrymore, whose honors include a Golden Globe and Screen Actors Guild Award, when presiding over a more literary ceremony this fall, should be hosting the 74th Annual National Book Awards. Huh. And Oprah Winfrey, a previous winner of an honorary National Book Award, will be a guest speaker. Is that on ESPN again? It is, yeah. yeah. It's on the deuce. <laughs> uh, Barrymore, <Yo-jo. laughs> uh, Barrymore and Winfrey uh, both have long histories of championing books and reading. Winfrey's book club picks uh, have helped dozens of works become bestsellers, while Barrymore has praised books by Tina Fey and David Sedaris, among others. Uh, the award ceremony is scheduled for November 15th. It'll be in Manhattan. What's the name of the award itself, the actual award? I, I don't know. The bookie? Uh, the national, uh, it's the National Book Award, so I'm not sure what they actually call that trophy, Steve. All right. Uh, so there will be competitive prizes to be handed out in fiction, nonfiction, poetry, literature, and translation. Over and- the NBA. 
and young people's literature as well. Do you, uh, so uh, you're mostly audible books now at this yeah. point, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that's me as well. I did Kindle recently, just to dab. I really do enjoy listening to books, something that I thought I'd never get into, but I really, I love it. Yeah, I'm uh, every day. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, do the clips. And then you run. A European vacation goes horribly wrong for four teenage girls. And here star Leah McNamara gives us an idea of what to expect from the genre-bending miniseries. No. It's a gripping coming-of-age meets psychological thriller meets road trip meets Irish gangland all blended into this one big chaos. Shut the f*** up! Sounds excited. Uh, new episode. Way to sell it. Of Then You Run Air Fridays on Sky Max. No one watches it. No mm. one cares. What the hell is Sky Max? Um, you get it on your microwave. Okay. <laughs> you put a bagel in there and turn it to hot, it'll appear on the screen. Next clip. Here we go. Stephen Curry, underrated, is the coming-of-age story of the most sensational NBA player of the past decade. In this clip, Steph Curry talks about the message that he hopes the new documentary will impart. You know, basketball is part of my life, and it's the craft that I've poured my heart and soul into. Um, but sports and life are synonymous with the lessons that it teaches you, confidence that it builds, and I think that's something that we can carry and hopefully inspire for athletes and non-athletes to, to find their full potential, have belief in themselves, you know, be a part of something greater than themselves as well. I don't <laughs> give a f- uh, Stephen Curry Underrated is available now, and that is on Apple TV+. Plus. I hope they do a big uh, segment on the uh, subway commercials that he was in. Yes. I'd like to see the behind-the-scenes. Uh, an expose yeah, and, yeah. and all of that. Yeah, see what really happened. If it's real meat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, that's our entertainment report for this morning. Uh, I'm going to reiterate this information. Tomorrow morning, uh, the, the weather is going to be warm today, hot tomorrow, 97 degrees, somewhere in that range. And uh, the humidity levels are going up. It's going to be pretty gnarly uh, tomorrow and Friday and Saturday. So we would like to, and we have to do this by tomorrow to make this happen. We're sending up the, uh, the Duncan Cruiser for the Liquid Caravan of Love out on the streets of Philadelphia yes. and the surrounding areas. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to hit a few stops. But we need you to sign up. If you have a, uh, a workplace that's toasty warm or a, uh, a job site or whatever it may be, go to PrestonSteve.com. We've got a little info sheet you can fill out, and maybe we'll be able to swing by there tomorrow morning and add a little bit of relief as you begin your day. Can't get to everyone, but we'll try to get to as many as we can. Most definitely. So you need to do that now. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. I want to be free. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search Local Shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. 
everything that rocks. Tomorrow morning, we're sending out the President's Eve cooling caravan of love from Duncan, and we're going to head to a few locations and serve up some beverages to begin your steamy hot day. Yes. Uh, so if you're interested in us coming by your, your work site, your business, whatever it may be, uh, go to PrestonCF.com and enter to win a visit uh, from our caravan. It'll be tomorrow morning between 7 and 10 a.m. So this is a quick turnaround, so I'm hitting this pretty hard. Tonight. I like your idea of including a just one carafe of super hot coffee for people sure. who want the other side of the thing. You never you know, know. You know? You might be into it. Tomorrow's high is going to be 97, so you may want uh, a nice... Top that off, yeah. piping a hot cup of joe. Why not? But uh, go to PrestonCF.com uh, now and get right Now, on the, the other end of things, next week on the 3rd, a week from tomorrow... We're doing the belly flop championship. Now, that's nice and cool yes. outside. Uh, people will be jumping into the pool. A lot of people end up in the pool, actually, at some point. Um, but um, you can come and join us. 21 and over events. Open to the public. Uh, so get the details at PrestonSteve.com. It's a blast. 6 yeah. to 8 p.m. We have a great time there. Listen, I have noticed oh! a few things over the past few days. Across an empty field, mm-hmm. down a dark alleyway, in a partially occupied office building. <laughs> He is the noticer. That I am. Noticing so you don't have to. I spend he a lot. notices things all the time. It's. He's a hero, my that, man. Well, listen. A with, God who stands tall. With the warmer. We love the shut up. <laughs> with the warmer temperatures. Uh, this is interesting. On Monday, a uh, milestone was hit. A buoy in Florida registered a. Jo- this is out in the ocean. A jaw dropping. 101.1 degrees Fahrenheit water temperature. No, That's pretty wild. What? Yeah. So sharks, most sharks like it, uh, you know, 70 degrees and above, warm water. Um, so that must have that must have been the hot spot for the sharks. Uh, this was on the heels of the same buoy in Manatee Bay registering 100.2 degrees on Sunday. For perspective, uh, the average hot tub temperature is 100 to like 104 degrees. So could you conceivably... If you had a boat, hang bags of ramen over the side. Oh, okay. It might eventually, you know, right. cook up pretty nice. It's like doing the uh, the egg on the sidewalk thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, hot tub. Hot hot is, that's borderline hot tub temperature. Now I've been. I remember when I was a kid, we went to the Bahamas. Okay, we were on Paradise Island, and mm. you go out into the water. <sighs> And it's like bath water. It's bath yeah. water. It it's was so nice, unbelievable. Yeah. The, those those moments. Uh, the, the same thing occurred. Uh, uh, elbow, it was Elbow Beach in Bermuda. One of those where you just the air temperature into the water. There's no difference. Yeah, yeah. So it's just amazing. Slide right, right. in. Right. Um, perfect. Whereas here, Jersey Shore, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and there's poop in the water. It's not crazy cool, but it's chilly what for sure when you get in. Uh, I'm, I'm that's a good question. Probably 60s? a little under 80, I would think. Uh, probably a little bit. Can you check with the, where, with the where? off the Jersey Shore? The, they, they're saying that uh, it's the warmest summer um, that that they've seen in years. Yeah, it's and, tolerable. But I, don't know, I don't know exactly. Ocean City uh, today, uh, New Jersey, 76 degrees. Okay, wow. that's the water temperature, Nick? Yeah, yeah that's pretty okay. warm. I mean, that's really warm good for water. the Jersey Shore. Yeah, and even and seventy six so is is chilly when you when you get in there. Uh, it's funny we've talked <laughs> yeah, about yeah, this yeah. before. You go to the California beaches and you think sunshine. Oof. Ooh, the the sunshine. You know this is yeah. this is it. The Golden State, beautiful. It's nice and warm. You run up there, your foot hits that water. You're like, <laughs> dear. God, that's cold. It blew me away. I, I remember the first time years ago, Preston, when I was a kid and we went out, went running into the surf. Dear God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick, see if you can pull up like um, 
uh, one of the beaches, you know, Malibu, just pick a, uh, a, a Los Angeles beach and, and see what the temperature is compared to 76 degrees here. 68 in yeah. Manhattan Beach, California. That's yeah. chilly. So wow. you know that obviously as, a, as somebody who scuba dives, uh, the, 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 your, your perception of temperature is different when you're in it yeah and and uh you'll 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 get cold in 68 degrees oh it's not no. the same as air temperature no no it's it's way different yeah, yeah. than air temperature uh that's why when you you know like 80 degree water it sounds like hey that's nice and comfortable it's a little bit chilly yeah. man some of the coldest i've ever been in was uh when dutch springs was open and we were um doing what was called our checkout dive for for scuba um it's it's fed by a cold spring yes yeah and it the, the deeper down you go the ice cold <laughs> it, it it is like got yeah. way too cold i'm like i can't take this so it was a, it was a quarry and uh i remember when we were out there the guy who was conducting all of the testing was wearing what they call it dry suit yes yeah so I, apparently that's supposed to be warmer yeah you you don't have direct i mean a wetsuit right. you're still you get water inside right, right. Of it or you can but uh yeah the dry suits can keep it a little bit warmer so this reached 101.1 degrees and it's off the coast of florida uh another reason why the water temperature readings are being taken seriously is the fact that experts have been tracking the exceptionally warm water temperature readings that have ranged from 92 to 97 degrees since early july so this is an anomaly uh, that this is happening, but it's like, you know, bathtub water for sure, like comfy uh, temperatures. Uh, let's see, I noticed something else. Yeah, this is a uh, stupid stunty thing, and I could have saved this for the connoisseur, but I think we should do it now. All right. French's mustard and Skittles have paired up oh my God. to create <laughs> French's mustard Skittles. Does that hold any interest to you, noticer? Not in the slightest bit. I, I don't know. I don't need that from my Skittles. No, I, I don't. I don't need a a candy coated mustard flavor. I will make a mustard sandwich. I love mustard. Not a problem. Yeah. But in, as a candy, no, uh, no. I'm gonna try no. it though. You'll try it. Oh yeah. So the combination comes in time for National Mustard Day, which I don't know when National Mustard Day December twenty fifth. No, it's not. That's uh, that's Christmas. Oh, that's Christmas, yes. Uh, Fun-sized packs will be given away via an online sweepstakes now through August 5th while supplies last. And apparently there are some locations uh, that they have, like, I don't know, like a, a caravan or something that's out. Cooling about. caravan of mustard? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Dude, we should do that. <laughs> we should do the. We should just send <laughs> to work sites. To work sites, cups of mustard. You son of a bitch. What is in this cup? <laughs> it's mustard. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite kind of mustard? I think... I think it's to what it's applied to really determines what my yeah. favorite is. But I, on the whole, which is where I put it, I would say golden brown. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, specifically, you got to go to like a Philadelphia pretzel factory and get their spicy mustard. Also, uh, Bernie's pretzels, which they used to sell at the Bazaar. Whatever mustard they have there, mm-hmm. that is the best mustard. Is it, is it more towards the yellow side? Or no, more no, toward, no. Okay. It's, it's more towards the, the, the spicy side. Now, I, I also, I'm not as married to a particular brand of mustard as I am to ketchup, right? Like, okay. ketchup's got to be Heinz for okay. me. I, I can do any kind of mustard. Um, however, the, and we've said this many times, the honey mustard at the Wells Oh, yes. Is pretty outstanding. Oh, yeah. Especially for uh, chicken fingers. 
Yep. But uh, it, 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 but I'm with you, Steve. It depends <clears throat> on what it's going on because I as much I do love uh, brown spicy mustard and, and we'll choose that more often than over yellow mustard when it comes to hot dogs. But I think the yellow mustard has got a place in the hot dog realm. If you're getting oh, yeah. your hot dog from a filthy roadside stand, you know, that the hot dogs have been sitting in the water all day, yeah. I'll throw some yellow mustard on that. Chris? Guys, I think I found something comparable to the Wells Fargo Center mustard. Okay. It's called Ingelhofer. Yes. You buy it at Acme. It's in yeah. like a little round bottle. Yep. The honey mustard. It's gone on every cheese plate I've ever made in okay. the past year, and it's lovely. Right. Engelhofer? Engelhofer. Yeah. Uh, French's yellow mustard is terrible. Uh, it should never be consumed by anyone ever. It's wow. disgusting. I hate <laughs> yellow mustard. Um, I, like it. I love it's yellow I love mustard the, in general. Yellow mustard. Okay. Yeah, it's a waste of mustard. Um, but I told you guys, I, we got my dad um, Mustard of the Month Club for his yeah. birthday this year, and uh, he got this um, uh, hot, spicy one that I'd love to try. Is I it? Haven't uh, I haven't had it yet because he's in Colorado. Is Engelhofer represented in that? In that? I, I don't know. Okay. So, so all... Yellow mustard is I'm just it's so stupid that I, I you know for whatever reason that delineation turns me off but uh, golden's brown It's the Tony Dan's of mustards Preston as far as Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yellow mustard in my household at Preston it's kind of like uh when you're ordering something at a restaurant for Parker and you have to be very specific huh. pickles cannot touch the anything because he hates them so yes. much Casey loves yellow mustard, and so I have to be very specific when I'm ordering. I'm like, listen, it's if it's not yellow mustard, don't put anything on it. Okay, because she just won't. She <laughs> like, no, no, look in my eyes. Look in my look eyes. Yellow yeah. mustard. Plockman's, I think, is one that we we used to Plock? get. Plock? Is that what it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, all right. Well, anyhow, French's is uh, is making Skittles. I will it's stupid. Um, it's incredibly stupid. Yep. I, I will lie to people from time to time when I don't want. I will tell people that I'm allergic to if I don't want something on yeah. a particular dish. <laughs> like if I don't want onions, oh, I'm yeah, like they, they don't want to screw with that. I am allergic to onions. Do not put onions on there. That's a. I, I would call that a, a hack. A little mm-hmm. bit of a hack. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think that's a that's a handy one that will make absolutely positively for certain that they will not put it on whatever it is you're ordering. All right, uh, noticing. Let's go back to noticing. More for the noticer. Yeah. He keeps noticing. I had thought about noticing this in music news, and I will <laughs> wow. later on, but... This is the second inappropriate notice. I'm, I apologize for my inappropriate nature this morning, but... Eddie Vedder was at a Taylor Swift concert. I saw this. And how can I not mention this? This was in Seattle. Uh, The singer dressed to impress at the show. He rocked a sequin blazer. Oh, my God, that's great. And (laughs) T-shirt that reworded a line from Taylor's song, Antihero. The song's lyrics are, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. And Eddie's shirt read, it's me, hi, I'm the father, it's me. Uh, he also sported a few matching Taylor Swift themed bracelets with his wife Jill and his daughters Olivia and Harper. So he was being the good dad. Yeah, and that's I think that's very cool. Totally. Uh, he was also not shy to greet fans at the concert as well. One lucky fan posted a TikTok of the star wishing her dad a happy birthday. Uh, anyone seen Nick? <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he made such Nick. You made such an impression on him. Yeah, Nick. What did you think when you first heard this story? He's a great dad, and that yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, I'm sure Jill's a fan. His wife uh, and I follow all of them on Instagram, which uh, might be a little creepy. I just want to say I adore yellow mustard. <laughs> just can't get enough. I was talking to my close friend Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything That's where the world hates. comes crashing down. Um, I, I wonder if also he was uh, from a 
from a rock star's perspective, kind of taking in what the show was all about and and the presentation, and because decidedly different than what Pearl Jam does. You I'll know? tell you this: I think he is he is a fan of musicians, yeah. and 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 Taylor Swift is a musician and yeah. a, an accomplished songwriter. It may not be the style you like, but you can't argue with her talent. As you guys can probably imagine, many people send me this story over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I saw it a lot. Um, but uh, a few people said uh, Eddie has been out and about a lot more lately, just like kind of wandering around West Seattle and saying hi to people. And it's interesting to me just because they he was such a recluse 20 years ago. And yeah. Now, now he's really very fan-friendly. Yeah, there are, you know what, uh, to, to quote, you know, one of your heroes and my hero, uh, Neil Peart, was the same way. Yeah. And and uh, it, later on in life, started to learn how to be more of a people person. Yeah. And and it, as you mature, get you out know, of your head. You can you can kind of uh, well, I mean, some of it has to do with anxiety, yeah. and not feeling comfortable, and all that stuff. But but you you loosen up and and learn how to navigate uh, with the the masses. And uh, it's cool to see Eddie, you know, embracing that. Um, he was not the only star in attendance. Uh, Imagine Dragons. Dan Reynolds. <laughs> was also in the VIP tent with his family during the show. They were hanging out with Henry Kissinger. And uh, the band Hyam uh, was uh, joining Taylor Swift on stage to perform Nobody, No Crime. Isn't uh, the the Hyam, the, the aren't they good friends of Taylor Swift's? I think they're besties. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Quite possibly. But I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Eddie Vedder was that is a, wild. at a Taylor Swift show. Yes. Who, who, who here locally... Um, Went to the show? Yeah, there was a celebrity in the... Uh... Was Ryan Reynolds there? It might have been uh, Ryan No, it was um, his wife. Blake Lively. Lively. Blake Lively. Yeah, yeah she right. was there. She's, yeah. She, I think she might literally be Taylor Swift's they, bestie. They're very, very good from what I understand. All right, um, noticing. We're doing that. Deep respect for the noticing. So, Amazon is taking cashless payments to another level in a new rollout. The tech giant is giving customers another contactless way to pay for groceries, and that is with their palms. Oh. So a palm reader. Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a palm reader. Yeah. In, in a statement on Thursday, Amazon announced that the palm recognition service called Amazon One will be used for payment, identification, loyalty membership, and entry at over 500 Whole Foods and Amazon Fresh locations across the nation by the end of the year. Have you shopped at one of those stores where you go in and it, 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 you have case? I have. You go case. in and they, you don't, there's nobody there. Basically, yeah. there's just the inventory. They read who you are and you take your stuff and you get charged, yeah, correct? Yeah, you walk in like, uh, you know, I have the Amazon app on my phone right. and you have to walk through this, you know, this gate and you, you use the app and it and checks checks you in and then it basically just sees everything that you take off the shelf. Yep. You don't have to go through any uh any but I also thought it was expensive. I was like uh I, I thought maybe I'd be getting like deals and stuff like but that. But not so much. No, huh. the um the selection is minimal, uh, so you don't have a, a wide variety of things to choose. It's, uh, you it's know. basically just a, like a like a dart in and, and grab something store, right? Yeah, but when you're walking out, you feel like you're like, am I stealing this? <laughs> I, like, I know. I, just, I feel like I'm stealing this. I had that happen the other day where I, I tapped the, um, the the card reader. Yeah, and I'm like, I. Uh, did it? Is it paid? Is it? Did it go through? Mm-hmm. The receipt didn't come out of the machine. I'm like, and you, you know, that's when it becomes yeah. perplexing. 
Uh, by the way, so cost- I just robbed the place. Customers will simply have to hover their palms over an Amazon One device to pay. And if you're already a Prime member, you can link your membership with Amazon One to apply any savings or benefits to your purchase as well. Um, things are going cashless all over the place. I was just at the man last night. <clears throat> it's totally cashless there. What are your feelings on it? Because uh, I, I am a cash guy. I'd like yeah, to have I'm that sort of option. I'm a cash guy. Yeah. yeah. I wish the option existed at, yeah. at the yes. very least. You know, Agreed. 100%. Most of the time, I don't mind uh, using my phone or whatever, but um, I don't know. Sometimes I have cash and I'd like to use it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a credit card guy. Yeah. I, I always use that, but I do like the option to pay in cash if you need to. Absolutely. I don't really use you know, things like Venmo or stuff like that often at all. So over in Europe, like if you reach for the card, they, they, they are quick to go, you know, we take, we take like for example, in Budapest, we take Hungarian and the Euro and, and, and they really try to steer you, Nick, towards paying with some form of cash. Okay. Uh, let's see. According to the statement, many other businesses are implementing Amazon One as payment, identification, and security entry tool. Panera Bread, for example, has adopted the technology so customers can simply wave their hand above the device. Have you tried it at Fortune House? They have the new sack reader? No. In order to pull up their My Panera loyalty account information and pay for their meals. I would imagine that the creases and stuff on your sack are just like a fingerprint. Are you like a snowflake. Yeah. I think it would be yeah. no two sack the same. Did we do... I'm not sack painting here, or was that? Uh, did I? Yeah, no, we did it at, at, a, at a contest. I think it was St. Patrick's Day. That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I forget, no. like if it's a, I imagined it. No, no, no. We did it at. Uh, it was a dictionary, and we did it at. Uh, That's right. Uh, we did. We, we did a nutsack thing at uh, Finnegan's Way. We did. You're yep. right. You're and then right, we did right, it with right. Jane Goodall. Yeah, when Jane Goodall came by, <laughs> she was a fan. Yeah. Uh, so was a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> At Coors Field City, Colorado, customers trying to purchase alcoholic beverages can hover their palms over the Amazon One device to verify if they're 21 or older. According to the company, palm payment is secure and cannot be replicated because the technology looks at both the palm and the underlying vein structure ah. to cre- create unique palm signatures for each customer. Do you think the machine can ascertain whether or not you've recently pleasured yourself? Because that would be embarrassing. Uh, they said in this article, a palm is the safest biometric to use because you cannot identify a person by it. Uh, the tech company assured customers that their palm data will not be shared with third parties, including in response to government demands. Mm. Pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Let me go to a couple things I noticed this morning concerning world records. Freshly noticed. A Russian free diver who already had at least 25 world records under his belt, may have just smashed two more after descending 442 feet on a single breath twice. Oh, oh I, so we've talked about this. I am um, perpetually fascinated with these people, and yet when I watch them doing what they do, I actually get tense. Uh, it's it's sort of nerve-wracking because, you know, we've talked about diving, free diving in water and just going down in a deep pool or you're out in the ocean, and then when you look up, the time I remember most acutely Preston is when I, I jumped off a cliff in Jamaica and touched the bottom yeah. and then looked up and I'm like, dear God, yeah, how do I have enough air in my lungs to get back up there? Yeah. Alexei uh, Malkinov uh, undertook two dives on Friday and Saturday at the world's second deepest marine cavern, which is called Dean's Blue Hole in the Bahamas. Uh, he's now been dubbed the deepest man on Earth after he reached the astonishing depth of 442 feet. Can you imagine? Holding his breath for the duration of four minutes and 42 seconds. Uh, he was competing in the discipline of what's called free immersion apnea, uh, in which a free diver descends in a vertical line by pulling on a rope without any help of, from weights or fins. 
Woods. Um, his second dive on Saturday may also result in a record after drug tests are returned, which saw him reach the same depths but in a shorter time span of four minutes and 13 seconds. So when they, and I didn't read this part of the article, when they get down there... Uh-huh. Uh, are they met with oxygen of some sort? No. They have you got to they come have, back you up. Got, you got to come back up. That to me is now, just... I think there are, Steve, there are different um, categories of this. That's what I was wondering. And so I have seen ones where I think they do stop and breathe. Okay. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I was reading a little bit about this because I was curious about uh, getting the bends because if you go down that far, 400 and so on, on feet, if you're scuba diving, yes. you have to stop on your way up and rest a few times and wait for five minutes or so. You can't do uh, that this way. No, this way you go down and then you come right up because you're holding your breath. And I'm like, well, how do they avoid uh, getting the bends and getting this uh, you know, um, pressure sickness? It has to do with the fact when you scuba dive, you're using compressed air. Yeah. Um, and you're breathing regularly in and out when you're down at that, and it causes uh, nitrogen to get into your system, and then that causes the problem on your way back up. These guys don't. Now, it doesn't mean it can't happen. It can, but they're down for a, a very limited amount of time, uh, and they're holding one breath yeah. that entire time. It's amazing. So, you know what's amazing? I was watching a documentary on sperm whales and their ability to dive and stay down for two hours to, you know, to uh, go down to depths that are just lethal to uh, any other thing on, on Earth. You know, it's obviously some other aquatic animals are able to do it. Right. But basically, Preston, their their lungs do collapse under that pressure. Sure. And their body goes into a, um, a maintenance system that slows down the heartbeat and everything. But I always wondered, could they get the bends? And occasionally, believe it or not, they do. Wow. wow. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think that. about that. How long do you think he can hold your breath? Two hours. <laughs> By the way, he, his mother uh, was the uh, considered the greatest free diver before she disappeared off the coast in uh, off a coast in Spain eight years ago. Uh, yeah. Um, so he held, she held the most world records of of a free diver in history with forty two titles. By the way, and it didn't affect her at all. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Uh, by the way, he, uh, Malkanov, uh, uh, can hold his breath for close to nine minutes. Wow. How is that? It just boggles the mind. Yeah. Nine minutes. Don't they start like when they're infants, essentially. Like, they yeah. literally, like, especially when it's these families that do it, they do it their entire lives. And so, in a weird way, they, they build up a resistance to being able to hold their breath for that long. I know you and I are the same, Nick. We do the first hour without being on the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to start it, the show. It's a good way, a yeah. Bunch of, a bunch of people are texting in, sorry, Case, um, that recommending this uh, documentary that's on Netflix right now. It's called The Deepest Breath, and it's about uh, what these families have done. And I watched a trailer, and I can't watch the documentary because, okay. Steve, I'm the same as you. Like, I get nervous. Get nervous. I find myself uh, feeling anxious while watching these types of things. Yeah. Uh, I watched, uh, I saw David Blaine live at the Tower years ago, and he does his thing. Uh, he was, like, face down in the water, and he held his breath for 10 minutes and while he did it in the very beginning I tried to hold my breath along with him just to see how long and I think I held it for like close to two minutes. Wow. What, what's but, going on while he's holding his breath? Is there something going on or are you just sitting music? there watching a dude for 10 minutes? Uh, I be- He was trying to get out of something. I don't know if it was a uh, like if uh, if it was a like he was chained or, or what are these things? Straight jackets or something like that? Trying to get out of a timeshare. Yeah. Trying to get out of a timeshare. <laughs> nearly impossible. Three hours later. <laughs> but he did it. Um, so yeah, this guy can hold his breath for close to nine minutes. That's incredible. And he is 
um, he's he has other words that he's hit before in, in different categories of free diving, which is uh, pretty insane. All right, uh, do I have time for another one? Or uh, we got to do Fox. It's got to be a really short. I have one, a really short okay. one. All right, so one last notice thing, and this is a world record as well. A Northern Ireland musician attempted to recapture a Guinness World Record by playing the drums for more than 150 hours. Alistair Brown started his attempt at the record for longest drumming marathon by an individual on July 16th and completed his project Saturday after surpassing his goal of 150 hours. So, well, that's crazy. I have to ask you, what's the longest you've played the drums for? Uh, a gig or a practice or whatever? It wouldn't be like... The, like 130 hours? No, I mean, I, I, I couldn't tell you. A couple hours at most. What's the greatest depth you've ever played the drums at? At 420 <laughs> Two feet. I could not a world record title, but pretty close. Uh, no, like uh, uh, Kyle's band, like their first set is like three hours long. Yeah, it's like stupid how long these guys will play one set, and and it's a ridiculous amount of time. But 150 hours. Um, so he dedicated the re- his record attempt to his partner Sharon Deegan, who died from pancreatic cancer in jo- January of 21, uh, and the money's going to go to a. Uh, pancreatic Cancer Awareness and Mind and Mental Health Charity called NIPANC. How do you just stay awake? I know. Another bathroom breaks? 50 hours. How many I, days is that? That's, that's half a year. So Wait, that's like six days? Something like that? 55? 72 hours is three days, right? I think that's 442 feet. So Six days? Good Lord. How's that even possible? Yeah, you would have to have, like, it'd have to be like with marathon dancing. You'd have to have, like, 10 minutes every two hours yeah. or something. So at least it'd be impossible. But I don't know about staying awake. That's, yeah, I don't really know. All right, anyhow, that's it. I'm done noticing. That's Get it? off my back. I'm finished. Thank you. Go. Yeah. We got to go like on. Santa. We got to go on TV here, folks. Noticer's got to go. <laughs> Um, we, let me see, have a secret text word, by the way, tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco. So text the word uh, secret. Santa's got to go. <laughs> secret to 39333. Uh, when we come back, yeah, we'll go live on Fox Good Day, and we'll also get you the Bizarre File. So be back shortly. Hang out. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa. Wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Got about a minute or so we're going before we go on Fox Good Day. I want to mention, uh, if you're looking for some indoor stuff to do because of the heat, uh, this week's big friggin' deal is with Arnold's Family Fiber. Uh, love that place. In Oaks, PA. And you can get a $100 point card to Arnold's Family Fun Center for just 50 bucks. And that is it. So go to uh, WMR.com and use the keyword deal. It's 200,000 square feet of action-packed adventure. Fun seekers of all ages will enjoy endless excitement. We love that place. We've done the Granny Grand Prix there. Yeah, had a blast. A few times. So um, they've got everything as far as games and inflatables and all that stuff goes. So uh, get that keyword. Use the keyword deal at WMMR.com. We are going live on Fox Good Day. Let's do it now. Certainly one place to cool off down the shore this week. In the next couple of days, it's going to be hot and humid. Sue has your forecast coming up in just a little bit. When it comes to men's work outfits, the summertime can bring more leisure than usual. In fact, there's a new study from the Wall Street Journal looking at whether it's okay to wear shorts to the office. 58% of people say it's okay. You can go ahead and do it. But when you break it down by generation, 57% of older adults say shorts are no-go, even during the summertime. And more than half surveyed say graphic tees are acceptable, but sneakers, well, that's a whole different thing. So when it comes to comfort, you know, we think of Preston and Steve or fashion. Hey Good morning, guys. guys. What do you say? Is it okay? Shorts well, in the office. you described our entire wardrobe. <laughs> exactly the way you dress. person in the room right now. Except for Kathy. Every yeah. day. Every day, yeah. that's what we do. We do the shorts and we do the, the tees and we have our favorite logos on our t-shirts. Sneakers. And that's it. That's the benefit. See, you guys are on television. Yeah. So you have to look presentable. Can we switch places? Yeah. But we look like slobs. And Listen, awesome. it, it's all context, though, on wh- what type of establishment you're going to and what is appropriate or not. So, you know, if you... Uh, if you're walking into an insurance agent and yes. uh, they're wearing an I'm with stupid graphic t-shirt or whatever it may be. You're going to be concerned. You're going to be a little bit, yeah. Like yeah. Jake from State Farm? Yeah. You're right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You don't want your you don't want your, your neurosurgeon in a tube top. But listen, when when uh, when COVID hit and things kind of changed a little bit and we started uh, reintegrating yeah. back into in-person working, I saw a more casual approach from some of our sales department, which oh, are yeah. normally were suit wearers, and I thought that was nice. I think you're right. And in fact, a number of businesses had had to, since that happened, had to relax the dress codes to sort of entice people back into the office. So, uh, you know, listen, I, I've become around year-round shorts guy. It's awesome. Now, if there's something that requires you looking a little bit more presentable, I'll put on pants and I'll, I'll, I'll do that. It's all but about comfort. It's about comfort. Did you feel... Did you feel any pressure, though, doing television? Because back in the radio days, I mean, we wore sweats and T-shirts and stuff like that, but the television thing kind of forced you. Yeah, well, we've dressed up a few times for TV because that's that's your that's what's required. I don't think I wouldn't show up. We wouldn't show up to do something with you guys in shorts. Right. But if we're actually on <laughs> so you're not television. Wearing shorts right now? No, I'm wearing shorts right now. Yeah, I'm wearing yeah, shorts right now. But we're at home. Yeah. I don't know if we want to pan down. Oh, we have a okay. reveal. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I don't know if you can see me or not. Uh, yes. yes. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Someone look at all. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. His legs are all buttered up. <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> 
<laughs> super We're hot. We're just jealous. That's all. Yeah, it's it is. Hard. Don't you wear? Well, you you guys are exposed because of the way that everything's set up. But I mean, there there are a lot of news anchors who wear who are just wearing thongs under the desk, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about thongs, but I do have sweatpants and socks on underneath uh, here. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look. That was right. a leg kick right there. <laughs> I believe it. So you know, we do what we can. Yeah. <laughs> and thongs are very comfortable anchoring, by the way. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. That's what uh, Walter Cronkite wore all the time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My role model right there. We'll see you guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right, take care, guys. We'll see you later. All right. Did nice. you guys, uh, me, you, and uh, me, Preston, and Steve are all wearing basically the same color combo. Uh, are we you're, wearing you're red, red pants? up top, and yeah. Oh. I'm wearing red and, and Heather, and Steve, you're wearing, but you're just opposite. You're yeah. black shorts with a, a gray trim and a red t shirt. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And gonna... I've, got, I've got red shorts and a gray shirt, and so does Casey. Don't tell us we can't coordinate. Well, Come I was going to say uh, who wore it best. We got to do that. Oh, okay. We, we haven't done do that. that. A while. Okay, right. we could do that. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know why yeah, I was in, I was in a red shorts mood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was feeling red t-shirt mood. Wow, I was whatever I'm going to wear to the concert tonight mood. mood. Let's change it instead to who wore a best, who wore a vest. Oh. And, and make okay. that. It's a little more decisive. You're going to a concert tonight? Yeah, Fish is playing. Uh, Again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you went to the concert last night. You said it was great. It was great. It was an amazing concert last night, uh, except for just one little part <laughs> of the concert where uh, Trey was out of tune and couldn't get back into tune. But other than that, it was amazing. Now, do you, you dress up for those, right? I wear T-shirts and shorts. <laughs> he wears exactly what he's wearing yep. right now. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're the wrong people to talk to you at that. We, we are not uh, a traditional office. And even with the traditional office people, we still don't care. And we don't yeah. wear what they wear. Yeah. Even on the, the, the vacation. I, you know, when I was picking out, you know, they're doing this river cruise. I'm like, how formal is this thing? Uh-huh. I don't want to go on vacation and have to dress like James Bond. Yeah. You know, so, and uh, they assured me and they were right. It was very casual. Have you ever had to, like, while on vacation, actually go shop for clothes because you didn't bring an outfit to wear? Yeah. 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 I, I, I needed a, a black dress oh. and I didn't have one. You didn't? Yeah. You always got to bring. I know, a I'm stupid. I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, Casey, it's, I, it's, I pack like there's not going to be anywhere to purchase or yeah. do anything, even in the United States. I'm like, well, we need enough sunscreen. Like, Kathy, I watched. <laughs> do have a CVS there? <laughs> it's been a while since I've never taken a trip of this duration. So I watched, and and, and the basic idea is. You pack like a month out, of, you know, and then you keep refining down because I, and I I had just the right amount of clothes. And then where you're going a lot of times, they'll have a laundry service. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so and yeah. so you don't need to. How many times have you gone and had like a steamer trunk full of stuff that you never even wore? Sure. Yeah. And so yeah. If, if I wear everything in my suitcase, it is like a huge success. Really? I've, okay. I, I've yeah. really tried to pare it down a lot. Steve and I do, do the same thing. I do like I have to pack like two weeks out, and then I will go through it. And I'm like, oh wait, I don't need this, this, and this. Take half of the stuff out. Um, but then there's people like Marissa and and one of my best friends literally packed to go to Europe. Um, like maybe about three hours before she left, okay. and I was like, that seen, just gives me anxiety. I showed you my, I sent you my checklist. Yeah, that I have. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I usually the only thing I ever pack, I just I pack uh, underwear as if I'm going to crap myself yes. five times sure. every day on vacation. Yeah. So, so suddenly become the most incontinent yeah. person on yeah. earth. Like I don't, and then and then two hundred pairs of socks and socks. Like, I brought it way yeah. down. Yeah, I pack my underwear and socks like I'm going to walk through raw sewage all day yeah. and crap myself five times a day. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like. 
that we yeah. know would pack. Hey, um, my cousin, uh, we last year he forgot to bring a toothbrush with him and went to the front desk at the hotel. They have, mm-hmm. yeah, they but have courtesy. Yeah, they but sure. they also sell them at their little commissary. So why would they give them away if they're selling them? Oh, I don't know. They it's the, probably like a they have this crappier one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that you can throw away. Yeah, toothpaste too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, oh, this is time to do the bizarre. <laughs> yeah. right, here we go. Yeah. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right. Brought to you by Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group and their local Red Robin locations. They are celebrating their 30th anniversary. You can dine at your local Red Robin on August 1st. And 30% of all sales will be donated to the Le- uh, Leukemia Lymphoma Society. You can visit redrobpa.com. Dot com. This uh, took place in Pennsylvania. A Clearfield County man is facing multiple charges, including a felony, after pulling a gun on an internet service repairman. Now, I thought maybe this is somebody you've seen all these stories of somebody's on somebody's property yes. and they pull out a gun on them. Right, they right. They're uh, a, tra- a trespasser. Clyde Smay, who is 62, prevented the man from leaving his home after the requested work was not completed. So he pulled he a kidnapped. gun on the yeah. guy. You're not anywhere. State police say that... You got pretty lips. During an altercation, Smay obtained a firearm and made threats towards the victim. Uh, the press release states that it was discovered during an investigation that Smay was a felon and is prohibited from possessing a firearm. Smay was released from the county jail after posting bail and faces one felony charge, uh, possession of prohibited firearm. Get terrorist, prepared to get smayed. Uh, Terroristic threats, intent to terrorize, and one charge of false imprisonment as well. Eight people suffered significant injuries after a boat in the Lake of the Ozarks ran aground and crashed into a house over the weekend. This thing launched. Yeah, because a chunk of the house is missing. Uh, The incident took place along the lake's main channel. Missouri State Highway Patrol responded to the crash just before midnight Saturday after troopers said the boat left the water and crashed into a home, causing it to flip. Ejecting all eight people on board. Uh, two people were inside the house, but neither were injured. I actually, uh, at Lake of the Ozarks, we hit a buoy at full speed. Oh, my God. At night. One oh, no. And, uh, yeah, so this is like these people were out, you know, hauling ass at night, too, which you really should not do. Years of boating. I was not driving it, by the way. I Sorry, a, you know, a cigarette. You know, both it's sure. super high powered. Yep. I saw that sucker lift out of the, I mean, out of the water, yeah. caught air, and started to flip back and then regain. But I'm like, that could have been horrific. That's a close one. An incident report shows four women and four men ranging in age from uh, 21 to 51 were transported to a hospital to be treated for moderate serious injuries in the wreck. Uh, 47-year-old from Huntington, California, was the driver of the boat and was charged with boating while under the influence. All passengers on board the vessel lived out of state. Steve, one of those um, cigarette boats actually cra- uh, crashed or flipped over and people died um, at the Jersey Shore. It was years ago, but oh, really? I remember seeing it, it passed by us um, while we were on the beach and then like the next day we saw the news yeah. report. Yeah. People don't realize how powerful they are. Oh, yeah. A 30-year-old man jumped off a Carnival cruise ship on Sunday on Florida, uh, prompting a search by the Coast Guard. The man, later identified as Jalen Hill, was on the Carnival Carnival Elevation and went on uh, overboard about 95 miles east of Melbourne. Uh, Carnival released a statement saying that Hill jumped off the ship while it was returning to Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, The crew was notified by his traveling companion, uh, Sunday afternoon about his missing status, and he had not been seen all day. 
uh, after an exhaustive onboard search and a review of security camera video, it was determined that he jumped off. Oh. So it was suicide, or they believe it's suicide. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, Carnival said uh, Shoreside uh, authorities were notified about the incident. The ship's crew was advised to continue to Jacksonville, and Coast Guard officials later said that uh, crews were suspending the search efforts after searching more than 1,300 square miles. Who told us that they, they talked to an industry insider who said you it happens more than you would think? Yeah, I don't yeah, remember. Like suicide on uh, ocean cruises. Yeah. Uh, an event volunteer was injured after falling out of a hot air balloon in Connecticut on Sunday night. Officers responded to the balloon glow and laser show at the Guilford Fairgrounds. That part, though? For reports of an injured person who fell from a hot air balloon. Uh, police say the 69-year-old man who fell was a volunteer for the event. He was helping passengers on and off a hot air balloon when police say the balloon began to rise. <laughs> well, the victim they did was, do that. The victim was hanging onto the exterior oh, of the balloon wow. basket. And there's like a sweet spot where yeah. you've got to like, okay, I'm either hanging on or, <laughs> or I'm, I'm letting, letting go. go here. This guy let go. Fortunately, he was only about 15 feet off the ground. All right. But that's still oh, 15 yeah. feet. Yeah. That's enough to hurt you pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Um, um, you guys saw that footage. Of, it was just like last month where people were holding on to a tent when this like monsoon came through. And like like a backyard uh, tent, yeah, but like a little bit bigger. Okay. And the uh, the the huge gust of wind came, and all these people just went flying. But I never got the story on like, did those people die? Because it looked like they could have died easily. I missed uh, it. Where was it? Earth. I have okay. no idea where. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely somewhere on this planet. I oh, tend yeah. to follow news yeah. from this planet. We'll see if we can yeah. find out for you. Uh, and then uh, we'll wrap with this story. It's hey. good evening, Jupiter. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> a five-year-old sea otter who gained notoriety for commandeering surfboards <laughs> has continued her reign as a viral sensation as she's managed to avoid multiple efforts to capture her. Oh, back uh, off, one child. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a waste of time. Uh, for days, staff with California's Department of Fish and Wildlife Life and the Monterey Bay Aquarium have attempted to catch Otter 841. I love this. There's so much footage of this thing jumping on surfboards. But she has given them the slip each time. The mammal's actions have delighted online commenters who have cheered her on as she jumps on and off of CDFW boards and avoids the nets that staff tried to lure her into. But experts emphasize that 841 must be caught for her own well-being and safety because she's been exhibiting worrying behavior for a sea otter in the wild. Uh, the aquatic animal rose to prominence for her unusual interactions with surfers. She's been photographed and filmed atop boards that she's seized from riders and most recently has been spotted eluding the CDFW's nets. Is it possible she's an Otter influencer? Uh, Otter 841's online fans. So there you go. There you go. Uh, describe her as a creature taking ownership of her watery home and avoiding capture because deep down she knows that captivity awaits her. Her antics have even inspired T-shirts and tote bags depicting 841 flying her nubby middle finger. <laughs> I've not seen that. Uh, sea otters are naturally wary of humans and will usually move away from them, but in 841's case, she's been swimming right up to people. Experts warn that this behavior is a sign that she has formed a positive association with humans, something that her caretakers have been trying to prevent. Anything else would be a waste of time. <laughs> Since she was a pup, so uh, yeah, they're trying to get her before she gets herself. Back off, poor child, seriously. Some trouble, and that is what I have. Poor otter. In the bizarre <laughs> file for you right now. 
All right, we are going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Don't forget, our friend Mark Summers is going to be here this yeah. morning. Always a treat when that gentleman stops by. So we'll spend some time with him. We'll get into some other things. Stay put. We'll be right back. The MMR Summer Rock Residency at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. It kicks off this week with two upcoming shows. Show number one. This Friday, it's Godsmack. And stained. I'm on the Brent Porsche has great seats and VIP passes up for grabs in the afternoon. And Preston and Steve's Word of the Week prize is supercharged with tickets, VIP passes, plus an amazing PRS guitar stopped by Godsmack. Show number two. It's Pantera. With Lamb of God, August 2nd, Jackie Bam Bam's prize coffin is stuffed with great seats and VIP passes all week. Some tickets remain to these shows at Ticketmaster. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. Our next guest has come to a second home, the Preston and Steve Studios, uh, to chat a little Shut bit. The f- up. No, for real. <laughs> To chat a little bit about this and that, including that. We're going to talk about that. But the Life and Slimes of Mark Summers, five shows, August 3rd through the 6th, at the Mount Gretna Playhouse. And we'll tell you where that is. You can get tickets at GretnaTheater.org. And it will star the one and only Mark Summers. Yeah, hey, 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 this morning. Nice to see you, sir. I'm your Mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? Steve, was, we were off air, and lately we've been playing that clip quite a bit. Shut the f*** up! Yeah, I heard it coming in, as a matter of fact, yeah. And he's like, we need to get Mark to... to just recount. Recount that. What precipitated that. What that moment was. Because it is so classically... <laughs> You in the best of ways. Oh. We were uh, doing uh, Double Dare uh, at one of Steven Starr's restaurants, and and we uh, had to constantly tell the audience to not shout out any answers. And oh. I asked the first question, and somebody <laughs> shouted the answer out, and I said, "Shut the." F- Exactly. There you go. Uh, Never did that on Double Dare. No, that uh, Nickelodeon wouldn't allow that to happen at the time. But you see, that was the fun part because when we did those Nickelodeon shows here in town for like four or five years, it's the other Mark Summers. You know, everybody expects this squeaky clean, you know, guy. And, you know, the real Mark Summers is... Yeah, yeah, there you are. Hit it. Shut the <laughs> f- There you go. Yeah. You know? But I, I love, we love all versions. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. That stage show that you did, yeah. is th- any talks of that coming back? That was really cool. No, Steven Starr walked in the last time and saw a crowded place and he was making tons of money and he said, I just don't get this and walked out. Uh, so uh, wow. I don't think we're ever going to be doing that again. It was, Although that it was, was Dunkle Dare, wasn't it? Yeah, Dunkle Dare. Right. And many of you participated in that. Oh, that well, was wait, fun. No, but, but was that the same as the, when you were on stage at one of the theaters? That's that's the life that, of the slime Mark that's Summers. Well, that was that was the documentary no. that I did. I, I've I've been screwing around with uh, my, my life since I've uh, been okay. unemployed uh, doing silly things. But uh, yeah, we're doing this thing out at Mount Gretna, and and I'm so glad you guys are allowing me to be here because it's you know it's beautiful there in uh, Mount Gretna, and I'm staying in uh, and I have to pronounce this correctly slowly. Lidditz, thank you. Mm. And um, uh, the were you worried because we we lost a lot of good men climbing Mount Gretna. <laughs> <laughs> but the the issue is uh, at the Mount Gretna Theater at the beginning of the season. Apparently, the head of marketing and promotion uh, quit, and they didn't hire anybody else. Uh, and so nobody knows this show is even existing. Oh, oh no. man! And we opened. I went to. They did a Gypsy, a great 
uh, production of Gypsy last weekend, and there were like you know a hundred people there in a seven hundred seat theater. And so uh, our ticket sales, I'm going to be totally honest, uh, a suck. And so uh, <laughs> it's because nobody knows that we're well, going to be there. It's a, one of the key things to promoting something. You have to tell people about it. Yeah, yeah. otherwise they, they, they don't they, know. <clears throat> right. Well, we know this show is phenomenal. It is you. Okay. It is your life. It is your experience. It's everything. Uh, it's personal. It's um, candid. It's funny. Discusses everything you'd want to see. It's it's done extraordinarily well Thank all you. over the country. So that's a, that sucks that this this change up in personnel is resulting in this situation. Yeah, it's Normally very frustrating. No you, trouble at all. No, we've been rehearsing for about ten days, and you know we're going into tech this weekend, and and you know we're <laughs> going to put on the show that we're going to put on the show. Yeah. But uh, you know I'd like people in the audience. It actually helps us as performers, <laughs> as you does. folks know. Right. So uh, it's not that far a drive. I made no. it an hour and twelve no. minutes this morning, and and uh, you know come out and see us. We do audience participation. We play Double Dare. Uh, there's all sorts of cool stuff going on. Afterwards, you want to hang out and talk, take pictures, do autographs, whatever you want to do. Just, just fill those seats and put me out here. You know? <laughs> That's, uh, it, it has happened to large productions and and you know it doesn't matter it's the luck of the draw if you have something where there's a change up in the, in the ownership or somebody doesn't get the right word about promotion yeah. or lack of movie promotion or you don't you see about it on, on a large scale with theatrical films being released and what's what's eating up the theaters when we're trying to get this released and the kind of tetris that has to be played but i mean this is an essential thing you have nobody there who gives a rat's ass about promoting it's, it. it's frustrating yeah. and, you know people aren't going out listen covid changed the world we all know yeah. that uh broadway you can go to get a ticket, a ticket of Hamilton like you couldn't before. And I understand even the Walnut Street Theater here is having issues because people aren't uh, attending there as well. So theater is, uh, you know, having problems. Uh, but I'd love to perform for more than 80 people in a 700-seat theater. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> come out and see us. We're there uh, on the 3rd. We're doing a matinee and an evening show. And then 4, 5, 6, we're doing evening shows. So come out and uh, enjoy the fun and hang out with and us. And it's close to Hershey Park, too. You yes. can like, zip right over there. You can make a whole weekend. Dutch Wonderland. You, you can yeah. see how the Amish build Old, uh, houses. <laughs> you know, they got a wolf sanctuary in Lidditz, Mark. They do? They, they do. do. Yeah, it's one of, I, I swear to God, it's, I've been, it's one of the best in the world, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, How uh, opposed would you be to wolves in the audience? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> as long as they pee, you know, whatever it uh, takes, I could, uh, as long as they're not in sheep's clothing, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's amazing. So you guys were talking about uh, packing. Uh, here's my little trick. Uh, when I go on uh, a trip uh, to Europe, I go to uh, Old Navy. And I buy about $200 worth of clothes, and I just throw it away. Oh, my God. I do, really? Yeah, I don't uh, take anything back. So I want, you consider that as a as a, as just a, a cost of the, the vacation or the trip? 100%. I buy cheap underwear, cheap shirts, cheap everything. And instead of worrying about putting it in a suitcase and schlepping it back or finding a place to wash, I just throw it away. Mark, okay, is this, is this so you can make room for things you purchase while you're on vacation? No. I really? Just don't, no. You just, just doesn't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it, and it's inexpensive. What if, what if you're busting drugs back? How do you... <laughs> Where are you going to hide those things? <laughs> it makes it more difficult. I've got That's a it. friend that, that does the exact same really? thing. Really? And not everything, but but underwear, socks, um, undershirts, like things like that. Wow. Just completely leaves them in the hotel room. Uh, I'm here for three weeks, and so I was counting how many pairs of underwear. I heard you guys talking <laughs> yeah. about that in socks, and I brought a little too much, but I'd rather have that than go schlep at a you know, laundry mat or something. Okay, so over the course of years of your, your traveling yeah. and so on and so forth, uh, yeah, you know, not to evoke a name that's... <laughs> Has no relation to you, Ron Jeremy. Uh, he uh, he would literally throw his 
his, he came in here. He had his quote-unquote luggage. It yeah. was like a CVS bag with a couple of shirts and some stuff. That was it. Really? So yeah, like that refined. And, and look how well he's doing now. I, <laughs> I was shooting a show for the uh, segment for the home show uh, on these steps in Santa Monica that people would exercise on. And uh, there was this house to the right and all these weird people there. And all of a sudden I came up. Uh, we had five minutes to... Uh, sort of relax and drink some water or whatever and out of this car comes Ron Jeremy <sighs> and he looks at me and goes aren't you, aren't you that guy on Double Dare and I said yeah he says we're shooting a movie in here you want to come in oh <laughs> my god I said no that's not the physical challenge I really want to do right now <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine no it, and it got curiosity, rated curiosity didn't, didn't get the best of you wanted to see that like- I had a career at that point with kids <laughs> All right, I had yeah, no interest point. you know good point. that I wanted to go in there hey, and kids I want to tell you about my afternoon uh, with Ron Jeremy <laughs> Yes. Oh, my God. God, Career killer at that point. Now, the Internet didn't exist then, but still, it would have taken five minutes for that to get out. Hey, I wanted to point out uh, Mark Summers Unwraps. This is your podcast that you started earlier this year. Yes, sir. Uh, And um, you sent me an email from uh, a listener of our show who is uh, just absolutely uh, loves the podcast and finds a lot of... um, uh, healing out of it, actually, from from listening to people tell their tell their stories in the way that uh, that Mark conducts the interview, um, and it's it's such a great you have such a conversational style. It reminds me of, of kind of what we do. Yeah, let's 100%. sit down and just talk about what's going on. Yeah, um, and you've had some great, really great people on. The, the most recent is Howie Mandel. I've not seen that yet. We did two segments with Howie, and he opened. I've known Howie for forty years. I used to open for him. Uh, we used to play a place called Stocks Two in Orange County, and I was his opening act. And so we go that far back. I did an. Inter- Intervention. His wife called me at one point twenty five years ago to do an intervention on the OCD stuff. So we go way back. And the question was, I'm going to ask you questions that nobody has probably ha- has asked, or you're not going to answer them. And he opened up. Uh, his producer said at the end, "Wow, he felt so comfortable. He said things hmm. I've never heard." But th- th- this was fun. He's speaking to a kindred spirit. Well, yeah. And and, and it did it did make uh, it, it did made the news a lot of what he was revealing about. It was just very I thought 100%. touching. And and kudos to you for having the wherewithal to get that out of him. Well, and I've known things about how he, that I thought were true, but I didn't know. And I played the game of I'm going to say something. I've heard this. Is it true or not? The one, first one was he, when he first started going out on the road, he we had a set of tongs and he would take the tongs to pull the bedspread back and then order like 100 towels and put them all over the uh, floor so he didn't have to step on anything. I said true. He said 100%. Wow. But this was the one that got me. I had heard when he first moved out he uh, was from Canada and he would go out in the desert on the weekends and look where there were housing developments it's going to happen at some point. And he went and bought the corners of all these places. And then when the housing developments came in, he sold those corners to 7-Elevens and to gas stations. Wow. And he, you know, wow. show business. He is one of the smartest business. How he made more money doing that kind of stuff huh. than he ever did doing. So he had, you know, so you, you hear about these stories occasionally, like people like Wayne Rogers, you know, from a mesh was a, a, a real estate genius, I an know. investment who is, genius. Who is Wayne? Rogers he was a trapper. He was yeah. Trapper John. Okay. Yeah, I flew back on a plane with him once, and we had that discussion. And it, he's he was brilliant. Like and 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 eclipsed their acting career profits. 
tenfold. Oh yeah, and so Howie has made a he has a thirty thousand square foot studio now that he leases out, and uh, he couldn't make it to my studio to do the uh, podcast, so he said, "Why don't you just do it in mine?" And so I did. It was amazing. Wow. So that was good. And we just had on uh, Kevin Pollack, who was brilliant. He's great. Oh, we did a two parter with him. Our ratings that weekend went up uh, that week three thousand percent. Wow. So in your yeah. obviously we talked about uh, you know when it was premiering and what you were looking for and what kind of conversation you were you were looking for and you have your list and uh, I forget if I asked I'm sure I did but I forgot the answer so who's who's number one on your must get list uh, Tom Hanks still Tom Hanks still I would love to get him there uh, I have no idea how I'm going to do it but you know me I'll figure out a way to get it done uh, pretend that you've abducted Rita Wilson <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go that yeah. might uh, that might work <laughs> right, but yeah. we had Fluffy on who was brilliant and uh, Anthony Ramos who was fantastic yeah. we had Al Roker on uh, I mean we've been getting some really good people do you sense with the, with the with the glut of all the uh, podcasts and the cross interviewing that um, that uh, are, do you have to fight a little bit harder to get people to come come visit you or what are you experiencing as far as guest acquisition because there's so many of them going on and it's so incestuous yeah and in, in week one there they said there were 850,000 podcasts. Week one, we were number 77. Go figure that one out. I don't know how that even happened. But even I, who get asked to do way too many, um, I'm saying no more and more because I, the problem that I have, people don't do their homework. Yeah. They ask me the same 10 questions over and over mm-hmm. again. And what I say is, send me five questions that I've never been asked and I'll do your podcast. And either they don't or they can't. Right. Uh, but, you know, talking about Double Dare and OCD and all that kind of stuff over and over again, it, it, it's enough. Do you watch uh, Hot Ones? It's a uh, first sweet feast. It's a YouTube channel. And the, the premise of the show is that they sit around and they drink uh, varying degrees of hot sauce and put them on chicken wings and it, it I've loosen, heard about loosens this. the guests up. Well, John Mulaney was on not that long ago oh, and at the end of the interview uh, he complimented the host and said nobody has ever asked me any of those questions oh, before, nice. which means that he did do his homework, yeah. you know, and so when you have somebody like Kevin Pollack on who has a million great stories, oh, my God. how do you steer it in a direction that um, might be new? Take, take angles that people were. Um... I read, he had his, uh, this book that he wrote nine or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing I did. And um, it was interesting. My producer called and said, would you do the Mark Summers podcast? And his quote was, uh, I'll do anything for Mark Summers. I never met the guy. Wow. I didn't know he even knew who I was. Oh, how flattering. And so he was, and we, we had lunch like the next week uh, together. I thought you were someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, the lunches have been weird. I thought you were in, in, in the police. <laughs> Andy yeah, No, I, you know, I finally have sort of embedded myself in the community of Montecito where I live now and so uh, this is sounds braggadocious once again I don't mean to do that but every Wednesday I have a lunch with Dennis Miller and uh, he is the smartest uh, I have to take an encyclopedia and a you know thesaurus (laughs) and a dictionary because I don't know what he's saying half the time but the other day Tom Freston was my boss at MTV and he now lives up in that neck of the woods and we went to lunch and he said I heard you have lunch with with Dennis Miller and I said yeah he said can I come and I said I'm sure you can let me call Dennis so I said do you remember Tom Freston, he said, oh yeah, he hired me to host the MTV Music Awards like 30 years ago. And I said, he wants to have lunch. He said, can I bring somebody? So I said, sure. Who do you want to bring? He said, you'll see. And he walked in with Michael Douglas. Wow. That was insane. Holy hell. Yeah. And I was like, uh, for the first 20 minutes going, humana, humana, humana. (laughs) Yeah. And then I finally, my first question was, do you have any great Carl Malden stories? (laughs) And he just lit up and started talking about Carl Malden in the streets of San San Francisco. Francisco. You know, and we were there for two and a half 
half hours. It was pretty darn cool. And Carl Malden was one of the the, the great, um, he was out of that school with Brando and Eva Marie Saint and all of those, the, with the new breed of actors at the time, you know, who became the character. Yes. Uh, but, uh, wow. See, see, that's great. And, and the fact, it, it happened, uh, you know, if you talk about, like, uh, I think about what happened with Tarantino and John Travolta. Travolta's career was on the skates. But then all these people who kind of grew up, you know, loving him as Barbarino, whatever. Uh, you know, Tarantino, he got that job specifically because Tarantino had a Barbarino lunchbox yes. and loved it. So you're, you have figured prominently into, into memories. A lot of these people are now coming up, and then the older people have res- respect for you. So it's kind of neat. You it know, has he, to be cool. He never called uh, his dad dad. He always referred to him as Kirk. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Wow. And at one point, I'll probably get slapped for this one, yeah. but he, I said, uh, Michael, I heard you lived up here, but I didn't realize you were still here. And he said, well, I moved away for a while. And when my dad was sort of uh, close to the end, he said uh, to his wife, and this is Michael Douglas saying, what shall we do in the house? He was doing an impression oh of his dad with a stroke. I went, oh my God. And he said, he can do give it. it to Michael. I went, okay. So, yeah, that was, you know, one of those weird moments. By the way, we contend that Michael Douglas's performance in Behind the Candelabra oh. as Liberace yeah. is one of the greatest mm. things ever committed oh, yeah. to film. It's mm. just brilliant. He, he, well, he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He does. But, uh, yeah, that was a rare sort of interesting departure from what you would think Michael Douglas would be doing. I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned before we came on, you, you took a long trip and you were at Elton John's absolute last concert. In London. Uh, and that was spectacular. You know, I'm always concerned about the sound in these large arenas. Right. 20,000 seater. And uh, it was picture perfect. It sounded so amazing. Um, I, the, now, the tickets were were insanely expensive. I went online, and they were like three or $4,000 a piece, oh which I thought, God. there's no way in hell I'm going to pay that for anybody. And I remembered my good old friend, Neil Patrick Harris, was friends. <laughs> so I called Neil, and I said, this is the biggest ask in the world, hmm. but, you know, can you? And he got me uh, Elton John house tickets for a total of 400 bucks. Wow. And we were eight rows from the center. And oh. Spectacular. Well, they, he and his husband and Elton John and David Furnish, I think, yes. is his they are they pal around all the time. All the time because they had kids the same age. Yeah. And when Neil was in California and, and uh, Dude, Elton just... was there. So, you know, it, it pays to have friends in high places and that's how we ended up going there. So, so. who who, what, who were you, uh, whose knobs were you hobbing that evening? Who well, you know the... what? When he was in L.A., he had a, a boatload of people doing guest things and we figured, man, we're in London. Is You know, who's going to come out? Is Ringo or yeah, Paul yeah. McCartney? Nobody. Really? He did the whole concert by himself and he was very melancholy saying, this is my last concert mm-hmm. here. I can't believe it. Ladies but- and gentlemen, Mark Summers. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just fantastic. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it was you know, pretty spectacular. So it was more, the emotion hit him there, you saw. Yeah. It really did, you know, but he was so good, you know. I just, I friends who went to the one in Dodger Stadium said that he wasn't, you know, doing all the words and vowels weren't there and all that stuff. And I watched the concert. I disagree with that. But he was uh, so spectacular when we saw him that one, time. The greatest concerts I ever saw was him. And I think it was is it Ray Cooper's percussionist, Preston? Who's had yes, I believe right, so. Right. The ball guy, right? Yeah. So it was just him and and Elton had a a Steinway and then a, a yam, like an electric piano. Oh man! And did close to four hours. Oh my! Oh, um, and um, this is after he had had the polyps removed. Uh, remember, he had that issue. Yeah. And he had done the Sydney Opera House as well. It was a double live album, uh, and uh, it was asto- It was all old catalog stuff, but it was astonishingly amazing. As you talk about, it. apparently he is 
uh, or at least now at this point performing-wise, was very hands-on with the acoustics of wherever he was playing. Well, and it's uh, like going to see Billy Joel. Every song is a hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not one that you go, I never heard that before. Yeah. They were all uh, pretty amazing. Wow. Did, did, last time I was here, did I tell my uh, my Oprah story about the dog walking? Mm, no. I don't think so. Okay. So I'm in the neighborhood, okay? I mean, of of uh, Miss Winfrey. Yes. And um, I'm just down the road, just right? Just down the road. And, and Carrie, usually I see her walking around, but I've never bothered her, okay? So I'm making a left turn into my driveway, and here comes Oprah walking, okay? Right. Now, she's doing this exercise power walk stuff, right? You know? And um, so when she walks, it's her, and then somebody behind her walking her dog, and then it's some security people. So it's like a, 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 an entourage. An entourage. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I've, I've never gone up. I'm going to do that. So I parked my car real quick, and I went and got my dog. And I figured, well, when she comes back up the street. Oh, that's a smart move. I'm just going to say, hey, do you remember when I did your show and all that stuff? Well, I'm waiting there for like 10, 15, 20 (laughs) minutes. She doesn't show up. And then I slowly see them coming up. And her security people apparently saw me. So they make a right turn. I'm thinking, well, why are they turning right? Her house is straight. Where is she going? So now I don't want to look like a stalker, but I start to do like double time with my dog trying to get (laughs) close to them. So I get to the corner there, and as I'm going down, the security people are looking behind like, oh, who's this guy who's following us? So they take a left turn at this first street. And now I walk the neighborhood all the time. I do five, six miles a day. Right. So I knew that that street was a dead-end street. Ah. Okay? So I figured, I'm just going to wait till the end of the street. Yep. I'm not going to mm-hmm. follow him up there. Yep. And then when we get to the end, I'm going to meet him. They can't okay? escape you. And they yeah. can't escape me. <laughs> so as you go up this street, there's a house on the right, a house on the left, and it's just gigantic gate, which yeah. leads into something. I don't know what it leads into. And they get to the end there. And that gate opens. Oh. And Oprah walks through that gate, and the gate closes, and I went, what the hell is that? And I did some research. She owns that property, true too, and so she can get to that gate and then get a staircase up to, as she calls it, the promised land, so she can get away with guys from me who want to go talk to her. Oh, my God. If the gate hadn't been there, a helicopter would have flown. In all probability. (laughs) But I just was this close. The helicopter. And is that the only, like, chance you really had? Was that one walk? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen her across the street. I didn't, you know, but I just thought, why not? You know, I did yeah. three times. I oh, mean, yeah. like, you know, maybe she'll remember, maybe not. She would, I'm sure she would respond she well. But, but you, have, you have her security team is obviously, <laughs> you know, well, you know get paid to. When I do my walks, <clears throat> she's got this back gate. And if you put one foot on the brick, you hear, excuse me, can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> and I go, uh, I'm just taking a walk. Okay, uh, off the property, please. <laughs> so it's like, wow. Yeah, they're all over the place, let me tell you. Mark, I love following you on Instagram uh, so much so that, um, your Instagram account has become a topic of conversation in my home. My, my, my fiance and I talk about where you're going and where you've been. Really? And uh, yeah, and and we love Santa Barbara. We love that part of so- Southern California. It's unbelievable. But I, I have to ask you about your experience in Morocco because the oh photos looked so cool. Uh, what was that like? Had you ever been before? I'd never been. I had no interest in going to Morocco. Um, Alice and I wanted to go to uh, Switzerland for our 49th anniversary, but found out that Switzerland doesn't really open until after June 15th, and I couldn't do it then. And Morocco's the new Switzerland. So. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so my travel agent uh, said, why don't you go to Morocco? And I said, never thought about it. And so she sent me information. And I said, Alice, do you want to do it? And we did. It was 
unbelievable, okay? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's like walking back in the ninth century in some parts where there are women carrying 50 pounds of alfalfa with a, a donkey yeah. and their husband behind saying, you know, go faster. Wow. But we went and camped out in, you know pretty insane tents in the Sahara Desert and uh, hit a windstorm that you, you would not have believed. But then we went to some Bedouins uh, tents out in the middle of nowhere. And the fact that these people have lived like this for thousands and thousands of years and continue to live in like the most this. brutal terrain imaginable. Oh my God, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and so Fez was fascinating because there's these alleyways where there's donkeys and you're dodging donkeys and yeah. all stuff. Uh, Marrakesh was beyond cool though. I mean, it's like New York on speed, but um, were you were you uh, traveling of your own free will, or were you with a with a, a tour? I you can't have to ask I, someone. I, I can't do tours. I can't okay, do tours. but we had forgive me. We had a, a a driver and a guide from the minute we got there. Right, they picked us up, and so they drove us to all these places. I don't think anybody can go to uh, Morocco on their own. Um, right, and so uh, the things we saw because this guy was from there, and he took us in some back roads uh, up mountains to uh, Marrakesh that were spectacular. But we stayed. At a place called the La Mamunia Hotel, 100 years old. Oh my God, this place was just spectacular. Uh, and across the street was um, a hotel run by the royal family. And we heard, well, just go in there and check it out. We did. We had a, Alice and I had a drink. It was $87 for two drinks. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, there you go. Stay there, but yeah. that was insane. Well, what, what about the cuisine in general? Well, since that's your, your, here's what's interesting. Your real house. I don't find uh, the food that we had, and we went to supposedly nice places, particularly good. Yeah. Nobody in America or in uh, Morocco uses salt and pepper or any other seasonings. Yeah. So after a while, it got like, oh my God, I got to get real food. So when we got to Marrakesh, they said, we have set up a dinner at the best restaurant, and it was at this King's Hotel, and I said, do me a favor, uh, cancel it. And they said, why? I said, <laughs> Nobu just answered. I just opened. So we went to Nobu in Marrakesh. I said, oh, <laughs> yeah. Get a taste of the, the local uh, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Cuisine. <laughs> but the people, nicest people you've ever seen, you go to the marketplace in Marrakesh, it's so colorful. The, the, the sights, the sounds, the aromas, it was spectacular. Everything you wanted it to be. Oh, and more. And more. If you're just tuning in, Mark Summers is here. I want to remind you of the life and slimes of Mark Summers. Uh, there are five shows August 3rd through the 6th. It's at Mount Gretna Playhouse. And you go to GretnaTheater.org. And, of course, the podcast we already talked about, Mark Summers Unwraps. You can find that uh, in and around where all podcasts are available on YouTube, too, if you want yep. to check that out. What if you So, you know, we turn to you for travel advice and, and tips. I've asked you about restaurants when we've gone. Uh, wh- where have you not explored yet? Uh, is, there, is there any region of the world that is still on the bucket list that you've never been to? Um, I asked my wife, where do you want to go for uh, our 50th? She, and she, I've, I, I'm not a cruise guy, and you just did a, a cruise. We're going to Alaska. Uh, oh, nice. He's done it. It's in my top. Alaska trip. And what did you love about it? No, he did, oh, he did, did. the, uh, the uh, Alaska cruise. It is, It is again, you talk about something that, you know, you've seen constantly in movies. And I didn't tell, I'd been to, to Washington, and I'd been, you know, to, uh, and I'd actually been into Alaska, you know, driving. Taking the cruise because you know and seeing it that way was astonishing. It's just it's it's. I always say if God was to build a home, he'd build it there because really? it's like it, you're looking at the an ultimate dichotomy because you're looking at this incredible beauty and you know are you not on that ship or whatever vehicle you're on at the time and out at what you're looking at, right. you would die pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know because it's just. I mean it's. It, 
but that's where nature lives, yeah. and they're all you know. You almost get the impression like, yeah, go ahead and look, but you know, you're on you're on our turf now, mother. <laughs> I've heard it's. I have yeah. a friend who's done it three times. I said, yeah. well, it must be spectacular if you're going three times. So we're we're doing that next July. It will and blow you away. Switzerland is another place because I've not really spent much time there, yeah. and so that'll be next. Uh, but I haven't been to Japan. I, that's <laughs> on my bucket list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, my my again, I was telling these guys, my my dad had just turned ninety five. He he recorded his <laughs> his. Uh, his journals from his life, and and he has sort of a summation at the end. He gave it to the sons as, as a gift, you know, before he he passes. You know, you don't live forever, so it's a wonderful thing that he did. And the thing that he stressed was, and it's not something I've really taken to heart over. You know, I used to do it years ago, a lot of travel. He said, "You've got to travel in life. Yeah, you've whatever level you can travel at, you've got to travel. You've got to see different places." Hundred percent. And so I'm trying to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. good, man. That's Casey good. just took a uh, his second time uh, through the um, the Grand Canyon. River trip through there. Oh, that's fantastic. That's so, yeah. yeah, so like your friend who's done Alaska three times, you're, you're thinking about doing it oh, again. Yeah, I'll definitely go again because the first two times I went, I didn't bring my children. And uh, two of them, I think, would definitely want to go. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's a magical place. That's what I hear. I've been there once or twice, but I haven't done the river. Uh, oh, my. Where are you going, Nick? Oh, next? Uh, I don't know. I'll pick another national park. I've never been to Alaska, so that's that's certainly on the list. I haven't been to Hawaii either. So uh, this past um, past trip, uh, past <laughs> yeah. vacation that we took, I didn't really do much of anything. But I think you would love, if you haven't been, and maybe you have uh, Iceland. No, but it's, it's on the bucket list as well. Have you been to Yosemite National Park? Yeah, a few oh, times. Yeah, I mean, Zion. Yeah, Zion. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm at 26 or 27 national parks at the point. How's your hiking game, Mark? You know, uh, it's interesting. So Tom Freston is 76 years old, and he said, "I heard you like to hike. Let's take a hike." So he took me. Almost killed me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this man is so much better shape than I am. At one point, I fell and went down a hill. You know? Whoa! No. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm still doing my five or six miles a day, but uh, I'm trying hard to keep up with Freston because he does these. He said, look up there. You see those antennas? I said, yeah. And that was like hundreds of miles away. And he said, that's where we're going. I went, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You're insane. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I'm still doing that and it feels great. And I'm, you know, trying to stay in shape. What can I say? You know, it's harder and harder. I wanted yeah. to ask you about the show. But, yes. you know, uh, um, and I know that obviously, obviously, as you live more, you, are, do, are you weaving in new material as it as you take it around the country? Yes. Uh, as things change in my life, yeah. we try to add it. Now, you know, I'm lucky enough to have Alex Brightman, who was the star of uh, School of Rock and Super Beetlejuice, write this show. Uh, and so uh, it, he's brilliant in that whole situation. And, uh, yeah, we try and keep it updated. And, uh, you know, people, I think somehow well, they don't know what to expect and i kind of spill my guts out about it's all great. the ocd stuff it's great yeah. I, I mean the, the you know it literally is you're being that candid but it's also it's also done with your inherent wit you yeah. know which makes it you if people think they're going to be put off by it no you're you're going to you're going to enjoy it well, yeah, thank yeah. you appreciate that and your ocd for those people who may not be aware of it it's it's not the uh the germ uh, no. uh obsession it's more uh numbers and 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 uh shapes and things like that order yeah order keeping you know at the time like we just bought a rug in in uh morocco and it had fringe on it and i said no fringe <laughs> So they took it off. Because that's part of the story. You, you, you talk about that you would actually make sure the fringe of 
a carpet that you had yep. were completely lined up around the entire perimeter of the carpet. That's what got me help because um, I used to try to sneak it because I yeah. knew what I was doing was insane. And Alice woke up at one thirty in the morning and I was on my hands and oh knees straightening the fringe and she said, what the hell are you doing? And I said, I have no idea. She said, that doctor that you had on TV, call him tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. And then that turned my life around. I wanted to ask you on Double Dare when you were doing the, the show and, uh-huh. and uh, you know, so obviously you had all these kids and yeah. you had their parents. Yes. And I was trying to think, would there be a like a, a groupie equivalent? Did you ever have a mother or even a father try to apply sexual um uh right to 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 get you know a preferred status for their contestant child the only time that happened i was doing a live personal appearance and we would you know people would pay to do pictures and stuff and there was this really cute little woman there with yeah. a kid you know seven eight year old kid and she came over to me and she went to shake my hand and uh she said it's my phone number and my address my husband's a cop he works midnight to six oh, oh my god me. And I thought, yeah, I'm going over to a cop's house. Yeah, uh, he happens to get home early with his gun. Uh, like, I'm not going to do it anyway. But what I mean, the hell? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Did you, did you ever see the movie Death to Smoochie? No, I don't with remember. Robin Williams? No. No. It it takes the darker side of, of the kid, of kids' program. Really? Uh, and it's way over the top. It's ridiculously <laughs> over the top. But, uh, yeah, it starts off with, like, a bribing thing that yeah. happens. And it leads Danny to, DeVito directly. Oh, you got to see it. Tommy. It's, hor- it's see this. so horribly wrong. We talk in the show about when I was playing the comedy store. And, um, you know, I was there in 76. So I would either go before or after Letterman, Leno, Andy Kaufman, Paul Mooney. And then Robin came in. And after I was there, like, three years, Mitzi called me up and said, uh, Mark, there's nothing else I can do for you. You're going to have to leave. And, and you know, wow. I'll give one of the best lines from the show. She said, you're no Leno, you're no Carlin. Uh, and, and I was still going under Mark Berkowitz. And she said, and there's another Berkowitz, and he's killing more than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Great line. Yeah, it is good. And that was Brightman line, so that was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Those days, it. though, were so amazing because oh Dave oh. and Jay would stand in front of the store and just have conversations. And Richard Pryor would be there every night performing and then Andy Kaufman was doing uh, you know the the, the Tony Clifton character it's incredible yeah. you've, you've got to wonder when the next thing like that is going to happen and and where we may not realize that we're standing amongst the the surfacing giants will there right be now. I don't know will, that's will, a good question because you, you actually things, had an edifice there yeah that was it, now it's obviously you, know, you have channels and, and YouTube channels and so on and so forth TikTok but just, just yeah. that average casual because I've seen pictures of Letterman, and I, you, know, you talk about the strike. I remember they, yeah. they, 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 the comedians I was had there. a strike, right? Oh, when, yeah. when they felt Mitzi was not taking care of them. Yeah. Well no enough. money, no funny. It was what the uh, right, right. Said. And there's like there, there, there's pictures of like uh, Scorsese and and uh, and Spielberg and, yeah. and uh, all these guys just hanging out as teenagers. Yeah, uh-huh. all, all these geniuses were together. You got to wonder. When and where and in what form that will take again. I think I'm someday. too stupid to recognize it. Yeah, I think yeah, so, yeah. too, man. I was a nervous wreck about that because I had just become a regular. Right. And uh, Letterman called me up and said, uh, we're doing a meeting at my house about this potential strike. It's at 2 o'clock on Sunday, so you need to come. And so I didn't show up because I was in fear of, well, then I'll never become a regular after yeah. this and all that kind of stuff. And, and Dave called me the next day and said, quote, you're either with us or you're against us. And wow. Letterman actually... Or, I mean, listen, Mitzi, was she? They, their relationship ended with that when he went out on strike. She, yep. she took it as a stab in the back. Yep. Oh, yeah, 
But yeah. not that it hurt long term his career. No. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> well, no. yeah, I mean, and when it came to late night television, I was a Letterman guy, not a Leno fan. But um, Leno is a great guest, and whenever yes. we've had him on a couple of times, have you? Could you get him on, or should you should get him? Oh, on Oh, I could. I mean, I probably could. He's I, got a million stories, and he's got, and he's still in the news because he had the unfortunate accident recently. So two I, of them. Yeah, yeah, two of them. And he just did Bill Mars. Uh, I've, I've seen him on a couple of things, uh, and it's funny that you bring that up because I'm trying to think what would I ask him that hasn't been asked already. Sure. Mm-hmm. The, the Letterman story has been beaten to death, and I don't think I'd even want to go down that direction. Uh, but he is a fat... Nobody worked harder, and still to this day, as a stand-up comic. And, you know, the fact that he supposedly never, you know, uh, used any of his Tonight Show money, he just lived off of his uh, money. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, the story that I heard recently, and I'm assuming it's true, because a dear friend of his told me, they were driving around up in uh, Rhode Island, uh, where all the fancy schmancy homes are. I can't Newport. remember. Newport. Yeah. And apparently, uh, this is a story I heard, uh, his wife was saying, oh, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. And, and, and Jake, hey, you, you, you want that house? <laughs> and he supposedly knocked on the guy's door and said, hey, Jay, you, know, you want to sell your house? And the guy sold him his house with the furniture and everything in it. And Jay said, you know, here's your money and thanks. And, you know, and I guess he goes there like, you know, four weeks a year or wow, something. But, wow. uh, yeah, it's just insane. I, I, you know, and all those guys with the cars. You know, I'm not a car guy, but, you know, Jay's got his cars and Letterman's got his cars Seinfeld's got his cars and I just had Fluffy on uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias and he's got cars but only Volkswagen buses yes <laughs> yeah he loves that. Yeah. Tim I Allen's another big collector. Oh, is he really? <clears throat> Tim Allen's huge into into the, the cars. Yeah. You got to have the your warehouse and all that stuff. What, what do what do you collect at any level? What provides you comfort for nothing? Nothing. You know, I want clutter out of my life. Okay. And when we moved out of L.A. and, and up to the Santa Barbara area, we got rid of so much stuff. In fact, when we left Philadelphia, uh, I, we lived across, we were on uh, Broad Street, and there was a shelter uh, and place for people to go and I took you know I don't need winter coats in California and we just brought everything over there and gave it to folks because I didn't need it and and uh, less is more yeah uh, we're, we're at that stage of our lives yeah you're in I, Kathy's I, me too I'm like really yes. yeah. oh god yeah I just had to clean out the whole uh, first floor of my home everything every last thing there and it was like so I, I don't know best I, feeling right I, yeah and I was like well, don't use it I threw <laughs> I just took like drawers of stuff and I was like we don't use this and yeah. I was just throwing it in the trash. It was like a now, you wouldn't consider yourself a minimalist, though, or anything like that? Not quite, yeah. but much better than I used to be. Okay. Where, you know, the, the problem in our industry is everybody wants to give you a t-shirt, okay? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So, I had hundreds of t-shirts. And, and then you feel so bad. A lot of people come in here and offer us t-shirts. Yes. You know that they had a promotional budget that was limited. Yeah. And like, Don't. No. Use it to promote. Yes. You know, and it's such a nice thing, but you end up with them anyway. It is. It, you know, but yeah. when I come here for three weeks, I just bring some of those t-shirts. Oh, yeah, there's <laughs> 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 yeah. Or Old Navy. Uh, <laughs> whichever uh, works. Yeah. Yeah, wow. The only reason that wear and leave isn't going to work for me is because it takes me a long time to, like, find stuff that I'm comfortable in oh, and, yeah. like, fits me. So yep. I'm not leaving it. <laughs> she, she hands some of her stuff down to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you look good in yeah, it. Thank you. Yeah. Steve yeah. takes my hand down. <laughs>
Uh, Mark, before we wrap up, I yes, mentioned the most recent episode of the uh, the podcast is Howie Mandel. Do you want to mention who's coming up in the near future, or are you holding off on that? I'm holding off on that mm-hmm. because I'm taking the summer off. We're uh, in the process of booking some people, and uh, in August we'll make some announcements. But right now, until they're solid, I uh, better not say anything. All right. Well, when you when we'll, we'll get the word out, let us know, please. Yes, We're happy to help. Thank you uh, for letting me do this. Oh, anytime, my God. Our anytime. pleasure. Uh, the Live and Slimes of Mark Summers is August 3rd, and that goes through the 6th at Mount Gretna Playhouse, and tickets are available at GretnaTheater.org. See, I'm playing Boys of Summer. Mark yes. Summer, so. it's, a, it's a gorgeous ride out there. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a beautiful it's, area. You can make a whole day of it, and then the evening as well. Yep. There's and, a great a place called the a Rooster Butcher Shop in Lidditz. Amazing food. Go oh, all, right. all right. Nice. Excellent. Great to see you, Mark. Thanks for being here. Thank you as all. All right. Uh, be well. Mark Summers, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Show. We're going to take a break. We'll come Shut back. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay with In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, have not seen the Barbie movie yet. I do, I do want to see that because I've heard it's, uh, it's I heard it's good. I mean, the, the numbers are thumbs up. Marissa's yep. given double thumbs up. You enjoyed uh, the movie, Marissa? May as well ask you real quick. Oh my God, it was so good. Okay. It was really, really cute. I almost don't want to say too much about it because I personally loved not knowing much about it, but okay. we're starting to see memes and everything like that. But the little things, like the, the little uh, memes of, of of characters and um, uh, events, don't change it much. But okay. the overall, it's 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 really cute. It's really empowering. Everybody should go see it. I know that it touches on and, and Steve, you're saying the the Kate McKinnon characters uh, drawn on, and so right. that kind of represents the way that uh, that some of the people playing with the Barbies how they would treat them. Right. So in the real world, as as the as the doll owner is doing things with the doll, it's reflected in what's going on in Barbie world. So the owner of that particular Barbie is effing around with it. And I, you know, it, it got me to thinking about me playing with toys when I was a kid because we, we had action figures and things like that. And how uh, it, it would depend though uh, on on what toy it was. But I remember, you know. 
beating up on my, my, my the doll was toys part and of stuff. The, or part of the deal, yes. Yeah. You would do experiments. You would do effing as depicted in the original Toy Story. Yes. The kid, what's that little prick's name? Scott? Scott? No, yeah. the dog was... Uh, um, was Scud. What was his name? What was the guy's name next door? But he after he all he those was evil hybrid things that he he jerry rigged together. Yeah, I you we would always I did that. I know I don't know if you did it as well, but like your doll, your your GI Joes or whatever. I, Absolutely. I would, you know what else I used to do too is uh, I had, I had a fire thing when I was a kid. Yeah, we all do. Uh, but I would, uh, I would build, uh, model ships and planes and things like that. And set them on fire. And set them on fire. And water, too, Watch if you Yes. Can. Yeah. You take them Absolutely. like a battleship or something like that. Oh, yeah. And after I'd had it for a while and enjoyed and admired my creation, and I would set it on fire and watch it go down the creek. Did you have anything like, uh, did you uh, buy like a, an Easy Bake or did you have like an Easy Bake oven? We had, yeah, we had a really, really early yeah. edition of the Easy Bake oven. Now, I never put like, like you know, army men or anything in there because that would, Toys. I would get no, tons I was of never, trouble. We had a Creeple People, it was called Creeple People and it was like, it was, oh yeah, I remember it, Creeple. Right. And you could, you, it was super hot. Yeah. And I would take those, the, the G.I. Joe, the, not the, the little action army guys yeah. the ones as in yeah. Toy Story the green ones and melt those okay. it was pretty wild Sid wow. was the name of the kid Sid uh, that's it okay. and the dog was Scud okay um, yeah I was trying to think of the, you, of the other I, I you remember know you know what I always wanted to do always and I couldn't bring myself to do it was to cut open a stretch arm squad and see what was in there yes you know what made a stretch arm song so stretchy because <laughs> there's some kind of there's a, there's a liquid yeah. thing yes. in there inside of that. And I, and I, I but, thought everybody at some point cut theirs open. But that see. was kind of expensive. They were uh, expensive. They weren't, like you couldn't, you know, and that was a must have to oh, God, stretch yeah. Armstrong for sure. I would never cut my Barbie's hair. Okay. Ever. Like yeah. that you was never like, once I knew, did it. No, I knew people that like they did and they'd have like a barbie. Well, I didn't like her that much. So, you know, I, I wanted to trim her hair. No, all my Barbies had long hair and forever. Did you ever get the Barbie where you could pull the hair out? And Yeah, and that, I feel like when they got into that, it wasn't. Was too, it was not I, real. I wasn't as into that. I liked the traditional Barbie. We're we are now watching a YouTube video <laughs> of someone Cutting open a stretch Armstrong. And I mean doing a full yeah. autopsy evisceration right, right down, down the nuts. The middle and cutting it in half. And there's some kind of a gel it's inside. It's a gel. There. It's a gel. Um wow. I'm fascinated oh. by that now. <laughs> do you remember when do you remember when oh my goodness. Super Bowls came out? <gasps> yeah, absolutely. Okay, super, yeah. super bouncy. The first one was literally like a black and you could bounce it and you'd go, you know, seven stories. You just, yeah. It was amazing. Everyone wanted to find out what was in that yeah, that made it. That so, thing yeah, open. Right, yeah. I the the larger ones that they made. Oh my god! Those the first they bounced. Those were the first ones. Oh really? Those were the first ones. Large, almost the size of a hardball, Preston. Mm-hmm. And I remember I th- said, "We should play baseball with them." Because <laughs> imagine, and we did, and I hit a home run and never, never found the ball. It. But think Again. of think of like a um, a lacrosse ball, right? But even more. Do you guys remember that? Than those oh yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember the because the yes. more popular were the smaller. Yes. Multicolored. The large original one 
was pressing you right. Very little effort. You could bounce that over a house. Yep. Steve, um, uh, there was a bit of scandal because uh, ball players in the bigs would use Super Bowls to cork their bat. Really? So, yeah, one of the things that uh, huh. occasionally when somebody would cork their bat, they would do it with Super Bowls in part because you could crush the hell out of the ball. After sure. Okay, so what do you do to cork a bat? You hollow it out? You hollow it out, yeah, and um, you put in some type of uh, super bouncing material on the inside, and okay. I guess there's, I haven't heard of a corked bat incident in, in Major League Baseball in a long time, um, so I, they figured out ways to crack down on it. They find all sorts of other ways to cheat. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard a cork bat story in a while. Mm. I remember a couple of times as a kid, I, w- I would... Um I destroyed a couple of toys, and then when I got done, I was like, "Why did I just do that?" Uh, and one You're in per- curious. One in particular was my mom had bought me of all things a uh, a toy drum set, and I was this is pre K by the way, and I loved it. Like I fell in drums, yeah. I fell in love with uh, with drums from from the start. And but for whatever reason, one day, and they just had like paper drum heads, you know, like this, right. this firm yeah, paper. Yeah, I remember that. It was in top I'm like, level. I'm like, I want to get inside the bass drum. So <laughs> I ripped it open and got inside there. And my mom was like, Why <laughs> did you just do that? I don't know. Why didn't you set it on fire? Yeah. I don't know That's why your I did thing. I feel like, I mean, listen, I don't know what you guys were doing, but um, some kids want to see how it works. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, even like the stretch Armstrong to go to that, like, how is this happening? How is this working? And at some point, they're like, you know what? I'll forfeit my toy to see, to yeah. figure out how it works. I'll mm-hmm. tell you one that was a, a joy and could be used multiple ways. So there were the Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels tracks. Yeah. And then there was, they call it the powerhouse. Or the, oh, yeah. Where, where it would yeah, go. Two spinning right. wheels uh, on either side, and it would shoot through there and then, Right. Take so off, what yeah. you could do is you would have a whole bunch of Hot Wheels cars and you would use that thing like gun. <laughs> Fire in the mouth. Firing cars at people. But yeah, I wanted to see how that worked. Yeah, I think it, you're probably right, guy. There's a lot of it that is involved with, there was a, a, a character kind of G.I. Joe-ish called Major Matt Mason. And, and how does it? How does it bend? I don't see any joints. And it was basically glorified pipe cleaners sealed in rubber. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Are all um, boys at a certain age, do they go through the pyromania phase? Because I know I did. I did. Yeah. I, mine, mine was... I guess uh, so. I was I less the fire and more the explosion. Oh, like fireworks style? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. My friend Justin, Steve, would, uh, Kathy, to, to your point, he would break apart fireworks because he liked seeing how they yeah. would work. And then he would... Um, Reassemble. Oh, Oh, reassemble and put, go wrong. put the gunpowder uh, occasionally like in glass, um, you know, in glass containers. And uh, yeah, he was. Uh, <gasps> we had mini Oppenheimer growing up. Yeah. I, I, Preston, uh, I remember clearly a mason jar. We put an M80 in it. Oh we had God. a little bunker thing on the side. And, and uh, you know, we're all we've taken every precaution. We're all safe. <laughs> thing goes up. Boom. I hear my friend go. Oh, no. And a shard of glass and oh, hit no. his thumb. Yeah. yeah, we used to play around with gasoline and gunpowder. My dad. Gunpowder? We, we would reload our own shotgun shells, so we had a, we had a reloader. And so we had bags of gunpowder laying around and shot as well. And no, actually, the shot were in the bags and, and the gunpowder was in a, 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 a tin container of types. But yeah, man, we would lay some of that out. And that stuff, you, you put a flame to it, it's... Like, it's yeah, gone yeah, immediately. Yeah. And it's amazing we still have digits. It's unbelievable. There's of a thousand different ways we should but, be dead. But gasoline, we would take, I remember, almost like a like a squirt bottle type thing. We'd fill that up with gas and, you know, light a fire somewhere. And it's just insane. I told you what Stupid. I did. Stupid. 
I think part of the reason maybe we see less of that now is because uh, this is like pre-fire pits when people yeah. could buy like a cheap fire pit sure. at home and burn things and kind of get your fix that way. Uh, I don't know. I I told you the story how I pan-fried BBs. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Into the BB. You had to go quick. And shoot <laughs> them at my men. Shoot them at my G.I. Joes. Yeah. How old? And- 12? Okay. Oh, yeah. 11? Yeah, my, my nephew Tommy is 8, and yeah. he is going through a very intense pyromania <laughs> phase right now. And we went camping a few weeks ago, and I pulled up this picture, Preston, because uh, his little sister had his Barbie doll. Oh, my God. And every 12 minutes, <laughs> hey, can we set the Barbie doll on fire? Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. So Nick's got this uh, over one of those uh, campground uh, grills, yeah. which essentially is just a, a grill set over a, a fire ring, <laughs> and sitting on top of the grill... Is a naked blonde Barbie uh, ready for sacrifice? Yeah, Tom, oh my God. Tommy put her on there. That's disturbing. Yeah, oh my, yeah. But I would have done the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He I mean, wanted- at what point are these warning signs? Or somebody just kind of be yeah, like you were. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh hard gosh. to tell. We have not uh, gotten the pyro phase. Maybe we skipped it? I don't know. No, no, I hope no, so. no it's coming. not yet. Okay. It's coming. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Doug here real quick. Doug did something one time. Hey, Doug, good morning. Good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, dude. What's up? Uh, um, I don't know. It was probably around 10 or 11. Uh, I guess I played sick and didn't want to go to church. So my parents were at church, and my dad had a train layout on a piece of 4 by 8 plywood down the basement. And the track was on cork, which made it even more smelly. Because <laughs> I took uh, some shotgun cells, dumped the powder out along the tracks. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ran a train through it, and then... Uh, Set it on fire and kept running the train. It was starting to melt. Oh my God. <laughs> so the train was on fire as it's running around on a track? Well, yeah. The, yeah, well, yeah. That's right out of the Adams family, the TVs. Remember, he, yeah, he used to have. Crash the yeah, trains. yeah, he'd blow up the, the, know, the bridge. The, the whole 4x8 track is on fire and, you know, on <laughs> the basement with one window in it. So, How old were you, Doug? Like 10 or 11. <laughs> Old enough to know better. <laughs> oh, well, it was fun. Exactly. Filled with thick smoke. So yeah. I found a fan, put it in the window, and I still got my ass chewed out. Of course <laughs> you did. All right. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate that. Well, I blew the smoke away. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Don't I get any points? Yeah. I. But then as, as toys did get... Um, a little bit more expensive as I got a little bit older. I mean, not that I wouldn't. I set my Nintendo on fire. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to do that. I wouldn't. I would play them to death, yeah. but but I wouldn't destroy purposely them. destroy them and rip yeah. things apart. You know, well, the, the, the classics were the 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 uh, also switching dolls' heads. Yeah, was was quite common. Um, there was there was a Wild West series. The, these um, these made the. G.I. Joe's look like nothing. The intricate joint stuff and so on and so forth. Mm. And uh, But his head swapped perfectly with like nine other figures. And nice. so it was like the great imposter. For whatever reason, I don't know what it was. And he still doesn't even know. But when Jace was little, he would take all the Legos hands off. So all of his little Lego really? <laughs> figurines had no hands. No hands. And we had like a little bowl of like all hands? these hands. Because oh. I was like, I'm not throwing them out. Because then he's going to freak out and want the hands. No, he never wanted the hands. What was that about? Everyone had no hands. I don't know. <laughs> wow. 
It's it's weird. It, it, there's got to be some kind of a psychological peak into our mind <laughs> right? of what we do with our toys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, growing up. And then the Barbie movie touches on that, obviously, of, of the way kids will play with them mercilessly. I did love with this Barbie movie and everybody, you know, going crazy over it. Um, there was a lot of posts like, what was your favorite Barbie? What was the favorite Barbie accessory? And like just seeing all of this stuff from my childhood, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So on Collector's Corner, which I watch on MeTV, um, they had a, the, a Barbie expert and they were talking all things Barbie. And there were apparently the, 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 the classic breakdown of Barbie collectors is in there's some nostalgia, but for many, they collect purely based on fashion. Like in, oh, other, yes. in other words, because I didn't realize like virtually every designer in the world had a had yeah. Christian Dior and all oh, these. Really? Yes, had a Barbie, and then there were like there's a Tippy Hedren Barbie from the birds. Like what? There's <laughs> from the birds there, there are movie? multitudes of Barbies that I had no, and and so there are subsects of collectors. This one woman they focused in on was all about the fashion. Like and oh, and, the, and the actual fashion houses would oversee the creation of the Barbie fashion. Some of the their fashion, the clothing that they had, like I mean, it was it was awesome. I was not a collector; I was a player. Like I got yeah. them. I didn't care about the boxes. I opened them. I played with them. I set them up. I had whole scenes everywhere. Um, but yeah, the people that collect them and still have them, like I, I have a girlfriend who has all of her Barbies in the original box. Wow! So with the with the fashion houses designing some outfits for the Barbie, did they were they ridiculous? priced or were they the they weren't they weren't manufacturing I didn't get the they impression they influence were them. those are the ones that accrued in value though but like the woman who had the, she had a Barbie a Christian Dior Barbie in an outfit and they showed the actual full adult human outfit okay. that it correlated to so that was the attraction we were a big Barbie household and this movie definitely inspired me or made me realize why like what Barbie did to my mom and her generation she was passing on to me and I didn't really realize until last week when I saw the movie but um, the fashion ones were a little more expensive but they were still obtainable but uh, Kathy you're gonna love at the end of the movie they show all of the like canceled and retired Barbie Barbies. dolls and the Ken Aww. dolls and like little stories behind it they're all incorporated into the movie like really funny ones that's cool and, there was a um, pregnant one at one point right Midge. yeah yeah She's Midge. in there, and okay. Midge, the pregnant Barbie, or like uh, her little sister, Mike, is in there. Michael Sarah plays who? Which character? His name is Alan. So and now Alan oh, has become that. a yeah. highly sought after collectible. Literally, huh. Alan's box says Ken's buddy fits in all of Ken's clothes, <laughs> and that was his like that was his tagline, and he lived for like one year. I still have my Barbies. Like they're in the same bin as the Beanie Babies. Really? Um, and I, yeah, I kept them with like my favorite outfits. And um, yeah, when when I moved, when my parents moved out of my childhood home, the bin was there. And my mom was like, "Here's your Barbies and your Beanie Babies." Why, with the movie opening, why have you not brought them in? Here? Why? Did, why did I, I? I I know. I because I feel like I got on this. Like I, it started to come out. Like people were, you know, chatting about it and started to like kind of spiral. And then um, we were on vacation. We were all oh. and, and so. Oh, and okay. I know exactly where the bin is, um, and I do. Want, I would love to pull it down and, and see what yeah. Barbies I have in there. I know. Yeah. I know. I, 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 so were you a GI Joe collect guy? Yeah. So no, but a couple of GI Joes. I more fell into like the Star Wars stuff when that okay. came along. That was my age in Battlestar Galactica. So I was GI Joes, and I had the I had the original GI Joes, which were 
much bigger, ones. much bigger. In fact, they had uh, they had their own Foot Locker, and they had you know the outfits were much more elaborate and and uh, medals and so on and so forth. And then they shrunk them down. But I remember my, probably my most prized GI Joe configuration, Preston, was the Mercury astronaut GI Joe sure. with the capsule and the spacesuit and everything. It was. <laughs> Amazing. You know, I, I, I was Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel. I had awesome. all the Evil Knievel stuff. And and there were full-size action figures of, of Evil, and you could break all his bones. You know? do, you, do you know how many? Um, there are a load of YouTube and TikTok channels devoted to the Evil Knievel jumping, you know, the one that had the ripcord. Yeah. Where you'd pull it out, and then Evil Knievel on the motorcycle would jump. Mm-hmm. And and there are loads of videos of people sure. just jumping things. Yeah, Evil Knievel was in the, wasn't it the last Toy Story? Where he yeah. Was yeah. Uh, the... Boom. Boom. He's got to jump over something at the end. You know who plays him, Kathy? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, who you said you didn't like earlier in the show. I don't. I can't take that. John Uh, Wick. Steve, though, my my brother Christopher, he had the small Joes, but I believe he still has all his Joes, too. Yeah, so Steve, the the Evil Knievel actually had a crank that you would turn. Mm -hmm. Uh, That sort of thing. And and, uh, you would get it revved up. And you hit this button and would release it. I forget which one I was thinking of though, but it, so it had sort of like a a, 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 a wheel in the teeth. center. Yeah, you, yeah. There were cars yeah. that were that way, right? And I used to do those. I had those as well. But but Evil Knievel was uh, that was pretty badass. Man. <laughs> Hell, of course, Snake River Canyon. In in the commercials, they would look. They would make them look so. Oh yeah, they were packed stadiums I mean, with like yeah. little cardboard cutouts and, <laughs> yeah. and water features, and it wasn't your living room. I don't, Super slow motion yeah. and landing on ramps. I don't think I understood video editing when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. hey, how come this doesn't happen when I bring the toy home? Yeah. Um, a few calls I want to go to. We're going to go back to the fire thing first, and then we'll come around back to Barbie's here in a second. I have Dan on the line. Hey, Dan, good morning. Mm-hmm. Dan, you are on the air, sir. All right, we lost. Damn. Him. Uh, too bad he poured gasoline down his <laughs> chimney of a fort he built. <laughs> uh, let me go next to, yeah, here we go, Steve D. Yo, Steve, good morning. Hey, good morning, you bitch. Hey, good morning. Good morning to see you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so my my two daughters never like to clean their room, so daddy's always the one that has to go clean their room. And uh, it's it's happened a few times, but anyway. So as I'm cleaning their room, um, I would end up just getting freaked out with Barbie doll heads just staring at me. (laughs) Wow. So they... they 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 pull the heads off the dolls. Yeah, yeah, just pull the heads off the dolls, and then they're laying on the floor, and here I am cleaning them. And I'm like, ah! uh, <laughs> I'm more freaked out by the headless body than they am the the, the, head. the the head. So that was Wednesday Adams. She had all her dolls had no heads. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> Uh, you know what you should do? You should make a necklace out of all those heads. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, a whole bunch right. of Barbie heads. That's, that's actually a pretty good idea. Wow, here, honey, here's here's a necklace of all the heads you left over. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. Thank you, Steve. Uh, I will go next to Lindsay. Wrong line here. Let me get that up. Hi, Lindsay. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning to see you guys. <laughs> good to see you. Good morning to to see you. Good morning, What's up? morning to see you. I can't remember. Um, So my aunt worked for Mattel for years and um, she has told stories about going to China and, you know, changing the the boobs from cone to, um, you know, normal looking. (laughs) Um, But she used to send me every year the exclusive 
Wow. Holiday Barbie. Yeah, so I have a couple of them at my parents' attic. I don't know why I didn't take them when I moved, um, but they are still there. I don't know if they're, like, worth anything, but I'm sure once when, you know, when it's time to clean out the attic, we're going to look at these and go, I don't know what to do with them. Uh, well, there, there, are, there is obviously a robust collector's community, and, and as they say, it's worth whatever someone will pay for it. But, I mean, you probably have some extraordinarily hard-to-find uh, collectibles, so I, I would get those appraised. What I'm gonna do, like I said, I haven't seen them, but literally, we'd open them, we'd say, "Oh, this is from Aunt So and So." We'd look at it, and then my mom would take it and put it away because yeah. you know we were we were little girls, and I just remember the rubber made container of Barbie dolls that yep. lived in my room. <laughs> you'd dump it out because you'd have to set them up, Kathy. I think you said you'd set them up yep. before you played with them. Setting up would take three to four hours, and then you'd go play, and you're like, I'm tired. Yeah, you'd play for like five minutes. <laughs> it was a whole process. Cross, like, you know, pairing the shoes with the outfit, oh, yeah. and then, you know, um, if you had the Barbie Dream House or I had the RV, you'd like set up dinner in the RV so that they could have dinner and then, you know, brush their hair, sister. make sure they looked okay. It, exactly. It's funny how, how different, like for G.I. Joe, one of the <clears throat> the big number was the parachute, the G.I. Joe oh, parachute. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, that was a blast. So things you could do with G.I. Joe is, is more than his outfit, you know, but uh, uh, very cool. But I did want to. But I did want to mention if there's anybody who has an American Girl doll <laughs> and they destroyed their hair at all, you know, you took that took it out of whatever thing it was supposed to be when it originally came out of the box. They have a doll hospital yeah. Yeah. in stores, and you can take it there and like they'll fix it for you and they'll clean it all up for you, and then you get basically. I don't know if they could re- just replace the doll, but they like basically will send, you know, they'll clean it up for you. Sure, and it's expensive as hell. Like, that's what I've heard. I mean, there's some of those. I have so I have one of the original historical um, American Girl dads that are no longer in existence that I could also probably sell, but it's like one of those things, do I really want to? Because this was my childhood. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. There's a whole other, the American Doll stuff is a whole other... Thanks, Lindsay. <clears throat> yeah, my, my sister has, has a bunch of Barbies that are still in the packaging and all that stuff like Lindsay's was. And I, I don't I know couldn't do that. whatever to be is going to be done, done with, with that. Them. Yeah, 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 no yeah. idea. She should sell them. I mean, what are you going to what are you yeah. gonna do with them? It's like yeah. 40 year old virgin when he, <laughs> you know, you get hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of collectibles because he has them in the original boxes. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me go to Dennis. Hey, Dennis, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Dennis? Hey, uh, I just want to say. Uh, Steve, I believe, is right. I think there was a the rip cord, kind of pull cord, on the um, rocket. Oh, the rocket for Snake River Canyon. No, actually, you don't know. I thought it was. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm old. I'm, and I did a lot of uh, extracurricular activities, so I don't have much of a brain. Uh, <laughs> no, Dennis, I'm, I'm looking at a picture right now. The Sky Cycle actually had the it had the okay. crank, but but uh, okay, I but thought it did because the motorcycle came before that. But what did have the pull cord? And Nick just pulled this up. They were called the Kenner SSP Racers. SSP. Oh, the SSP yes. Racers. Yes. What it was. I thought the rocket ship. Well, I thought the rocket ship was like kind of designed 
after that. Like no, no, uh-uh. no. But I mean, uh, similar probably in that it you know has a, a rotating wheel like that. But it's used it used a crank. But the dude, I used to love those things. It was great, so much fun and. <laughs> Would destroy them. That was it. Yeah, and then you just destroy them. That was that was part of the whole thing. So, uh, but yeah, breaking toys, man. It's kind of what um, it's what you do. It's what you end up doing with my, your stuff. You play oh. with the box. You play with the toys. You break the box. You break the toys. Marissa. Hey, Kathy. Can we have a Barbie date next week? Yeah, yeah. we could go through our Barbies. Do you want to bring them all in? Yeah, bring them in. I okay. would love to see. I want to pull that uh, bin down and see. All right. Set up a scene. Set up a yeah. diorama with Let's everything. Play. Yeah. Do you, do you want me to bring the horse farm or the fifty-seven Chevy? I see. Oh I didn't God. keep the big things like that. You kept that. What was uh, what was Barbie's yes. horse? That's awesome. Oh, well, I don't know. You're gonna find out next week. Okay. <laughs> My sister had the airplane. That was yeah. Oh yes. Wow. That thing was pretty cool. Yeah. Folded up. Uh, that How was. How does she uh, afford all this stuff? Barbie. Barbie? Yeah. That's the, she had a Corvette, an airplane. Yeah. A dream house. Dream house. Yeah. Only fans. You have to see the movie. It's all explained it in really? the movie. Oh, yes. Wow. Nice. All of this. Okay. All right. Good. They cover it all. All right. Nice. Well, thank you. Uh, listen, I want to take a break because we have some B-File stories to get to. And we also have a couple of guests that are going to be joining us before we wrap for the day. So we will return with all that. And keep in mind, we also have a secret text word today. Your chance to win... A pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco Friday, November 17th at the Borgata. So text the word SECRET to 39333. Those tickets are on sale now. You can visit the Borgata.com for all the details and to purchase tickets. We'll be right back. It's MMR's Local Shots. Artists of the Month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search Local Shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. No. Bizarre. WMMR presents and Steve's Bizarre. Alright, we'll begin with a Boston man who is going to face a dangerousness hearing on Tuesday after he was charged with attacking a 59-year-old woman who he accused of not saying good morning to him. Oh. Beat her up? Yeah, Ian Atkinson was charged Thursday, a week after he is accused of punching a woman. Say good morning! Officials said that before the attack, Atkinson cursed the woman out for not greeting him as she watered her lawn. What's wrong with people? Then, suddenly fearful because of the aggressive nature of Atkinson's remark, the woman started filming him with her cell phone before he began punching her. Mm. Home surveillance footage shows the woman was punched at least seven times in the head before being taken to the hospital. Whatever happened to common civility? Where uh, doctors determined that uh, she had a fractured nose and hemorrhage to her left eye. After the attack, Atkinson entered a car that was parked nearby, put it in reverse, and swerved in the woman's direction before driving away. He was arrested a few days later. Would not happen if he said good morning to see you, right? Yeah, good morning to see you. (laughs) (laughs) The San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department, a Chino Hills man for creating a fake fire department... 
and posing as a firefighter. Uh, deputies arrested 42-year-old... going to be an astronaut. Andro DeBoer. Uh, DeBoer allegedly went to great lengths to carry out his con. During a search of his home, investigators recovered a fire investigator identification card, badges, wow. decals, and uniforms with patches for the Santa Muerte fire department, which is not real. They also found firearms, soft body armor, and a, de- a duty belt. While scouring through his home, deputies seized a Ford F-350 truck with California exempt license plate, emergency lights, and fire decals on the front hood and rear tailgate. He even painted his cat to look like a Dalmatian. The suspect seemed to have taken further steps to solidify his cover. If you Google Santa Muerte <laughs> Fire Department, an <laughs> operational website for the non-existent agency Appears. Wow, that's selling it. Many of the links on the homepage redirect to legitimate agencies. However, the Contact Us page lists an address that belongs to a shopping center containing a UPS store and a hair salon. The fictitious fire department also has a LinkedIn page with a post featuring a photo that seems to be an altered picture of a U.S. Forest Service firefighter. Uh, police learned that DeBoer, nine days before his arrest, when, uh, when a Chino Hills, or they learned of him, uh, when a uh, Chino Hills resident reported an odd encounter with a firefighter, a victim had called authorities after they were pulled over by a man posing as a law enforcement officer driving a white Ford truck with fire decals on it. <laughs> During the traffic stop, DeBauer posed as an arson investigator, fully decked out with a duty belt and a firearm, Santa Muerte Fire Department badge, baton, pepper spray, and handcuffs. The 41-year-old man has been booked for false imperson- imprisonment and impersonating an officer. It's a shame. He was just planning his first fireman's fair. They believe that he may have victimized others as well. I have another fireman's story in here. Let me see if I can uh, find this real quick because that'll tie into that. Fire um, truck! Uh, let's see. <laughs> Hang on. I gotta find this. I uh, love these. Uh, no, man, I must have buried this kind of deep here. Okay. Well, okay. never mind. I'll come you want back. Me to go throw it? No, it's okay. I'll get to it another time. What? <laughs> buried it kind of deep here. Made me giggle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. And, and, and oh, come on. <laughs> Kathy. I mean. You know, Kathy was nine steps ahead of you on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about this? This will bring you. This will This will bring I love some. implied intercourse jokes. <laughs> Here's another one. <laughs> This will bring you back down to reality. A newly engaged woman slipped and plunged to her death off a cliff in Turkey just moments after her husband-to-be popped the question. Horrible. Yisim Demir and her fellow and her new fiancé, Nazmetin Gurzu, were about to celebrate... the momentous occasion and with a uh, sunset picnic when the 39-year-old plummeted over 100 foot off of the steep cliff. Nick, she went Horrible. Deep. Yeah. Did she go deep? She, she went, went deep, deep yeah. Oh. Uh, the excited groom-to-be had just proposed and returned to the car to retrieve their celebratory food and drinks when he heard a blood-curdling scream. He rushed back to the scenic cliffside and discovered the fiancé had fallen over the edge. It's horrible. Did you say yes or no? The grieving man later told local media the pair had chosen in the spot to be engaged because they thought it would be romantic. Yes. Uh, Demir initially survived the massive 100-foot fall. How? But later succumbed to her injuries. Uh, he, the, the guy had promptly called for help, uh, but after 45 minutes of resuscitation efforts, medics declared his wife to be dead. That's horrible, man. Damn. Did he get to consummate? 
Shut up. <laughs> uh, a man who allegedly told police he decided after a day of drinking to take a vehicle from the Ferrari dealership in Salt Lake City and then hit four other cars while trying to leave. I love that. Did he work for the fire department by any chance? <laughs> Michael Martinez was arrested Sunday night for investigation of three counts of property damage, theft, and burglary. Martinez broke into the Ferrari dealership by using a rock to break into the building's exterior glass. That's low tech. He then opened a car door and saw keys on the center console. Uh, police said the uh, car was worth uh, about $600,000. He started the car and hit the interior glass, four other vehicles, and exterior doors on his way out with the vehicle. Police say the other vehicle sustained an estimated $100,000 in damage. How many times have you had stories about going into a car dealership, the cars in the display room yeah. are drivable and have gas? There's got to be a way to render them Undrivable. Why? Yeah. Why are they? Why can you drive them? I guess they generally don't think people are just going to get in and. They don't listen to the bizarre file. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one last story, and it involves a car as well, luxury car. The driver of a 2018 Lamborghini uh, Aventador walked away with minor injuries after uh, wedging their car underneath a tractor trailer. Oh man! <laughs> in a high-speed crash on Saturday, Spencer Hyde was traveling at a high rate of speed on I-75 in Georgia when he lost control of his Lamborghini and struck the back of an 18-wheeler in the right lane. And I mean, dude, it slid right under. all the way Jeez. underneath it. Hyde's car was trapped underneath the rear of the trailer, causing the closure of two lanes on I-75. Can you hear me? Are you okay? <laughs> we'll be there in just a minute. Make it less. Excuse me? My balls are on my forehead. Oh, my God. Injuries aside from Hyde's balls on his forehead yeah. were, were reported. Uh, photos of the Aventador from the scene show a smashed front end, but an intact safety cell. I mean, that's as wedged as you can get. Yep. They have that. They have that bar on the back of trucks that are supposed to prohibit that. But I guess you're traveling at a sufficient rate of speed. Yeah. And if your if your car rides yeah. low enough like that, you might have an issue. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. We have a couple of guests who are here, and they are speaking about an event that we like to mention every single year because it is an awesome event, and it is coming up. Oh. <laughs> Was, where's Very scared. There we go. Uh, this Sunday, the Philadelphia Centurions Motorcycle Club present the 27th annual Christmas in July motorcycle toy run benefiting Shriners Children's uh, Hospital. And we welcome Brian Kane and Stephanie Byron. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks you for us. having us in. Nice to see you guys. So Brian is uh, VP of the Centurions, and Stephanie is with uh, Shriners Hospital. And, uh, yeah, this is the 27th run of this, Brian. 27th run, yes. Man, oh, man. How many years have you been doing it? Uh, I've been with this club for about eight years now, but okay. before that, I was with other clubs, and I've been participating in this for, for years, for at least uh, 10 additional years on top of that. It's okay. so good. It's yeah. such a good thing to do. And so the uh, the Centurions are a police-based uh, motorcycle group, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, but any and everybody is invited to be a part of this? Oh, absolutely. Anybody okay. with a motorcycle, we have people that come in with Jeeps, trucks, cars, whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, anybody can come in uh, with their donations, their tour donations, or their monetary donations, and come in and hang out with us. Okay. Do you ever get a Vespa or anything like that, or people <laughs> that ride along? I've never had a Vespa yet. Okay. I, I won't count it out. I'm sure it'll happen. It's the thing now. I wasn't sure. You know, that so. might be kind of fun. 
behind you. Where do you stand on like the, the, they call them the, 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 the spider bikes, the three wheels? The tri- are they? Are they? Yeah, we actually have uh, a few members. We have okay. one members with one of those, and uh, the trice, the trikes, the three wheels. Right. We have a few members with trikes. Okay, too. Mm-hmm. all right. Okay. I see them all over the place now. Um, so this event is coming up on Sunday. What are some of the details? And then we'll talk about Shriners. Yeah, absolutely. So us, the Centurions, uh, we're the oldest law enforcement club in the country. Uh, we've been around since 1973. Uh, we just recently celebrated our 50th year. Uh, awesome. And on Sunday, um, this is going to be, our, like you said, our 27th time uh, with the uh, the, uh, the toy run. So what we're going to do, we're going to get together. It's going to be at 9130 Academy Road at the Constaders German Club. Uh, it's right off Academy Road uh, of 95. Yes. Very easy to get to. Uh, our registration is going to be 8 to 1030. And what's great about this is you're going to actually get two... Uh, Two meals. Okay, we're going to serve a full buffet breakfast in that time between uh, 8 and 10.30. Cool. Kickstands will be up at 11 o'clock where we're going to have Santa Claus lead uh, us and all of our friends on our motorcycles down 95. Police escorted all the way down to Broad Street to Shriners and uh, we'll be greeted by uh, a lot of the children and their family outside where we uh, drop off the donations and the gifts. It's and then, great. And then there's a meal after that? Yeah, or? so afterwards okay. at 12.30, everybody can come on back and if you didn't do that ride, you can just go there at 12.30 at Constaders and we're going to have another uh, uh, party from 12.30 to 4.30, and we're going to have a barbecue uh, lunch that's going to be served also with a band. How many, bi- uh, roughly? There's usually anywhere from five to 600 bands. Oh, my God. 500 600 bikes wow. on average. So, when you get, do you get on the highway at any point in time? Yeah, 95. Okay, you get on 95. Yeah. Do you guys have, do you need a uh, police escort? Because obviously, <laughs> yeah, we are you know. fully police escorted. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because at some point, I mean, because you guys don't want to stay together as a group. Uh, and d- does the highway get shut down for just a moment? Yeah, so we have okay. uh, help with the uh, the state troopers. They shut down 95 for us. So we're the only ones on that stretch from uh, from Academy to Allegheny. We get Which off at cool. Allegheny. Yeah, a lot, of really pe- cool. a lot of people have done it and taken yeah. the ride. And I know Bill Weston has. I think Pierre Road or maybe Jackie. I've done it. In case yeah. you've done it. And, and Jackie Van Bam with us a few times. Yeah, yeah. it's just, mm-hmm. it's a cool thing to experience yeah. it. You a lot know? of people on the, on, the, on the overpasses waving yeah. flags and everything. It's it's really a cool event. Now, Shriners Hospital, we've uh, you know we've talked to you guys many times, and it's it's just, what an amazing organization because um, uh, you get free care essentially from Shriners. Yeah, Hospital. so at Shriners, we take care of kids that have different orthopedic conditions, so broken bones. Sometimes kids that have scoliosis. Lots of kids that um, break bones. It's a busy summertime, that's yeah. for sure. Um, we have kids that might have been born missing a limb, and um, we have families here in the Delaware Valley and throughout the whole country that will travel to see our physicians. Wow. And the money comes from events like this. Oh my gosh. They're at $60,000 and the event hasn't even happened on wow. Sunday yet for this year. And so they're uh, approaching 700000 um, since 1996, which <laughs> you all know, it. you know, the, all the work that everybody does, it's many people that come together and make this event great. There, there seems to be a, sp- all these facilities, anybody who works in this line of uh, work is obviously motivated by, uh, you know, a wonderful thing, but there's something special about Shriners, you know, yeah. the, the, the commitment and you can see whenever people who work there are, are interviewed or even the beneficiaries of the uh, of the of the generosity or, or at least the medical care. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. So we're super excited because Jose, one of our former patients, actually got his motorcycle license. Oh, and he's going to be riding wow. on Sunday. 
day. Um, and so it is my 17th Christmas in July. And um, so I remember when he was like a young kid and now he's like 24 or something. Aww. And so he's going to participate this weekend. So that would be really special. Is so cool. I love it. Uh, if people want to uh, use Shriners for help, mm-hmm. they, they, they have a kid that needs some help. What, what do you do? So um, we are located right next door to Temple Hospital, right on North Broad Street. Um, our website, ShrinersPhilly.org. Um, they can call us, visit our website, come in for an appointment. Um, we usually see new patients within about a week, which, which you know, is amazing. it is when you're like, you need an orthopedist yeah. um, and the wait can be uh, extensive. And so we're happy to be your first opinion, second opinion. Um, and so we're happy to see more kids. Love it. Excellent. Um, all right. So if people want to to sign up and get this rolling, uh, Brian, what do you recommend? Yeah. So again, it's going to be 8 to 10 30 is our registration on Sunday morning. It's going to be $35 a bike, uh, 60 for a couple. Uh, they can come. Uh, also bring an unwrap uh, toy. And uh, yeah, every, you're afforded everything uh, throughout the day. So is it is it show up and sign up or do you, can you do it ahead of time? Yes, yeah, show up and sign okay. up. Okay. All right. Perfect. Excellent. Make it simple. Yeah. We'll post all the information online and make sure everybody is quite aware of it. And oh, we appreciate uh, it. It's a tradition, so uh, you guys are doing great, and uh, we wish you success on this event. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here, Brian and Stephanie, this morning on the program. And yeah, go to FresnoSteve.com. We've got it all right there. But uh, to donate, you can also go, sorry, Casey, Uh, you can go to lovetotherescue.org if you would like to do that as well. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. So, uh, Kathy, we we need a number caller, huh? Call number five for secret text word. If you know the secret text word, be call number five, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Red Hot Chili Peppers and Zephyr Song. It's it's kind of a... Um, the, the message is kind of hidden in that song. A lot of people don't realize it's actually about toilet paper and mm. how difficult it is to... <laughs> Get more than one square at a time. 
The quality of the toilet paper in this place has changed. Right, right before I turned the mics on, Kathy was just going off on that. Because you have to, you get one square when you pull. So you got to pull 19 times to get enough toilet paper I think they've to pat yourself the, down. The mechanism. I don't think it's the actual toilet paper. I think the mechanism has been tightened to make it more difficult to pull out. But are they doing that so we use less toilet yeah, paper so I they can save money? Doing, the hell bitches. is it? Hey, no, Casey has something for uh, you, Kathy. Your birthday's coming up. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to give this to you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so fresh. Oh. Oh. So I have to take my own toilet paper. There's some good two ply toilet paper. How white trash is that going? <laughs> yeah, she well, goes walking down. Guess what? I'm going to take it because it takes me much longer to use the restroom trying to pull one square at a time. It's ridiculous. So we have the the really large industrial sized toilet paper dispensers in our bathrooms, and the thing is, is when they put a new one in there. It weighs a lot because there's so much toilet mm. paper on that. And as you pull it, the weight of the toilet paper yeah. roll works against you and but this it is breaks. New. This is new. Like, this isn't, this okay. didn't always happen, even when it was full. I, so I just right. They've tightened the machines. A combination of what you're saying, Preston, and maybe the new machine or will, different toilet paper. I don't know what it is, but. Do you I, do this? Do you annoying. stick your hand under and roll it manually? Oh, like a hundred yeah. times Damn. because. You know, here here's what I like: the new novelty door locks on the uh, on oh. the bathroom. Oh my god, wait, wait. bastards! Kathy, on the men's room, when you go in, so we have to push a code right. to get into our bathroom. And it's the when same you, code in the whole building. It, it is, and and when you push it and the light turns green, okay, you actually have to wait just a little bit before oh, you turn it. Same. And uh, or it locks and, yeah. and you can't get in. Correct. And I personally think that they said it that way and they're filming us and that <laughs> they're going to make a, a whole collage, uh, a compilation of us getting pissed off at uh, trying to get into the bathroom. Well, here's third to add to the list. So mm-hmm. the light sensor, the motion sensor that turns the lights on is right by the door. So as you walk in, say you're say you're taking a, a dump that lasts more than 11 seconds. Uh, the lights go off and you can't, you should be able to wave your arm in the air or whatever just to turn the lights back on. Mm-hmm. You're in the dark until yeah. someone comes in through the door. Well, at home, I have to uh, turn the water off on my toilet every night before I go to bed because the toilet will run all night long. And it's, like, so frustrating because that little flappy thing that go, that flaps down doesn't, like, flap properly. You oh, need to fix that. Yeah. You get a new one. So you turn the water off at every night? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, that one is actually as far as it's, plumbing goes. It's an easy That's fix. That's pretty easy. But... I've already fixed it. Like, this isn't, like, the first flappy thing that I put on there. It's just so frustrating. How many, how many, does it last? Does it? It should last, but. But but it it works for a little while and then stops? Yeah. That sucks. Mm. Blow the house Mm. up. Yeah. Oh. Get a new house. (laughs) All right. All right, well, we have our bathroom issues. Uh Yeah. We made that clear. I'm sure everybody does, but uh, we do need to get a winner for our secret text where we were looking for caller number five, and that is Jay. Hi, Jay. Morning. So glappy to hear from you guys. Oh, it's so glappy day. I'm He's wearing, wearing the glappy shirt. I got a glappy shirt that a really nice listener made for me today. Oh, that's this, awesome. This shirt makes me super glappy. <laughs> Is this your glappy and you know how to clap your hands? I think it's uh, shiny glappy people. Shiny glappy people. Very <laughs> yes. good. Uh, Jay, let's make you glappy. What's the secret text word, please? <laughs> Lasagna. Lasagna. Yeah. You are correct. Hang on, Jay. We're going to give you tickets to see Sebastian Mandis Calco Friday, November 17th for Gata Event Center in Atlantic City. And we would also like congratulations uh, to congratulate Chrissy Popper, who's from Northeast Philadelphia. Hey, and is it Popper? All right. Uh, Chrissy Popper. You know who you are, Chrissy. Uh, you're a winner. We're going to give you tickets as well. By the way, those are on sale now. 
event uh, runs November 9th through the 18th. You can visit theborgata.com for tickets and complete details. Today's lesson question. <laughs> We're doing that next, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. The lesson question for today. And we are going to give away, as a prize, a pair of tickets to the Metallica 72 Seasons World Tour Live broadcast, which is coming to movie theaters nationwide for two nights only, August 18th and the 20th. Question that I posed to you is this morning, which kitchen device does Sky Max stream? <laughs> Not really, because if you have a TV in your kitchen, we would count. No. Yes. Which kitchen, which traditional kitchen device does Sky Max stream? If you heard it earlier on the show this morning, around 7 o'clock, you need to call now, 215-263-WMMR, because we got the prize over here. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Sports and Social. Cheer on the Fightins just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social in Live Casino and Hotel Philly. Watch the game, a 52-foot big screen with Budweiser cocktail specials, giveaways, memorabilia, and more. What's up, Steve? Tessian was seen partying in Miami with her sister Chloe's ex, Tristan Thompson. Kim says everything is cool, noting that she was spending time with parts of Thompson's penis that Chloe never got to. Hey! <laughs> Director Christopher Nolan's summer blockbuster Oppenheimer has been released around the world except for Japan. Japan is very sensitive to anything bomb-related and wouldn't even release the rhinestone. So they- oh, my God. <laughs> and finally, Megan Fox is having a trade tattoo of ex-Brian Austin Green covered up now that she has reconciled with Machine Gun Kelly. Kelly reportedly hates the tattoo, especially because it sits over her vagina and says you must have Brian Austin Green's penis to enter. (laughs) All right, we are looking for the answer on which kitchen device does SkyMax stream 215-263-WMMR. It's Brian that we'll go to. Yo, Bri, good morning. Hey, how do you guys rock? Oh, thanks, buddy. All right, which kitchen device streams SkyMax? That would be the microwave. Your microwave. to those tickets for the Metallica 72 Seasons World Tour Live Broadcast coming to movie theaters nationwide for two nights only, August 18th and 20th. You can experience M72 World Tour on the big screen live from AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. And you can see the band playing two nights with two completely different sets. For tickets and a list of area theaters, visit Metallica.film. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Foo Fighters released a black and white performance video for Under You. The clip is from the band's free live stream event that took place on May 21st, and it shows the band rehearsing from their current live for their current live dates in support of the new album. Uh, the song is the latest album uh, from the latest album called but Here We Are. So that is now available. New video. Mark Tremonti has announced his first ever holiday album. According to Consequence, the Alter Bridge, Bridge and Queen, Creed, good God. It's okay. The Alter Bridge and Creed guitarist <laughs> puts his own spin on songs like Jingle Bells, First Noel, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, and Oh Holy Night. And he'll introduce an original holiday song called Christmas Morning as well. Uh, Christmas classics new and old will arrive on October 27th. Pantera just Rex Brown tied the knot after being in love with his girlfriend for almost 40 years. 40 years? Yeah. 
Uh, though the wedding was in June, the two of them just announced it. He popped the question to Elena Henred, Henrard last winter, and they got married in Spain. And it was a small ceremony without guests. Was it Barcelona? Uh, <laughs> you know what? It doesn't say if it was in Barcelona. I would say Mallorca. Um, right. When he announced their nuptials, he wrote, Some days are diamonds, some days are rocks. But this day below made me so full of gratitude. I didn't think he was going down. <laughs> but this day yeah. you can <laughs> suck on my... No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it seemed the perfect time to go there, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. It, it was a day of, of magic and, you know, intimacy. It had the rhythm of a lyric. Yeah. Uh, of, of a limerick. Uh, but he said, it cannot be explained in font. Uh, the couple say they fell in love in 1984, were apart. There was reun- an old hermit named Dave. Then reunited in 2011 and have been together ever since. I realize that I've never heard that hermit named Dave in my life. Do you know how it goes? Yeah, I, I know a version of it. There was an old hermit named Dave who kept a, I'll tell you, a dead hooker in, in his cave. cave. Yeah. Okay. And it has to do with maggots. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, well. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it was in Mallorca. I was right. Oh, they got married oh, in Mallorca. Crazy. Okay. I know the one uh, who once was a guy from Nantucket. Yes. 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 His thing was so long he could he, suck it. Yes. And he said with a grin as he wiped off his chin, <laughs> if my ear was a, mm, I, I would. would mm. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That, that's the Shakespeare. That's the is, original. Is that is that dice or is that, does that precede No, dice? That's, a, that's a classic. That's an old one. one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the couples say they fell in love in 1984, and uh, they were reunited in 2011 after they parted and have been together ever since, and they live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, Pantera is currently touring North America and headlining shows and playing festivals. And then finally, and I mentioned this earlier this morning, that um, Eddie Vedder, his inner Swifty was exposed as he was spotted at the Taylor Swift concert in Seattle, Washington over the weekend. The Pearl Jam lead singer dressed to impress at this weekend show. He rocked a sequin blazer and a t-shirt that reworded the line from Swift's song, Antihero. The lyrics are, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. And Vedder's shirt read, hi, it's me, I'm the father, it's me. And he also sported a few matching Taylor Swift-themed bracelets with his wife, Jill, and his daughters, Olivia and Harper. So You, you would imagine that Taylor Swift would know he was there, right? I, I would the, the, th- the handlers would have let her know. He was in a VIP area, so right. yes. Uh, because uh, Imagine Dragons' Dan Reynolds was there. So yeah, I got to believe that they absolutely knew. And I'm sure that Eddie is not going to his gal there without meeting Taylor, you know, right. given the opportunity. So you would have to. Um, so, but interesting that he would be there and apparently he had a great time. It's kind so, of adorable. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That's the last time in music news. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Wrap up the program letter of the day for the word of the week when we return. Stay with us. Artists of the Month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. I want to be Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brett Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. 
everything that rocks. Uh, today has been a good time. I would like to thank Mr. Mark Summers for joining us today. Mark has got his live stage show happening, and uh, it's at the Mount Gretna Playhouse, beautiful near Livitz, Pennsylvania. And he is playing August 3rd through the 6th, so here's the deal. The the PR people at the, the theater, like, pulled out just... Not that long ago, and never promoted this. Never show promoted the show. Yeah. yeah. So we want to help him out, and uh, and if you like Mark, please go see him because it's a great show. He's a great man. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you can go to gretnatheater.org. and don't forget about his podcast, Mark Summers on Reps. We have all that information on PrestonSteve.com if you want to see that there too. And uh, thank you to our friends uh, Stephanie and Brian from uh, the 27th annual Christmas in July motorcycle toy run, benefiting uh, the Shriner Children's Hospital and. And uh, courtesy of the Centurions. So uh, we thank those guys uh, for coming by this morning as well. Pierre Robert is here to chat with us for a moment. Hey, man. Good day, children. Nice to see you, sir. Excellent to see you, kids. I was fish last night, Casey. Oh, my God. It was. You hated it. It was great. No. You hated every minute of it. I hopped on with you yesterday, and I called a uh, Chalk Dust Torture opener. They closed with clock, uh, Chalk Dust Torture. Okay. Uh, and I actually felt good because I called three songs that they played. Nice. Chalk Dust being one of them. I was pretty happy about that. But uh, We did a block of fish yesterday, workforce block of fish, had Casey on, and uh, talked about um, fish fans. Are, are they called fish heads? Uh, sure. Yeah. All right. Fish heads, fans with pH. Oh, cool. Whatever. All right. Whatevs. Uh, did you see Preston there? I did. I did. Well, he yeah. was up on the upper level on the lawn in the in the skirt dancing. No, I saw him in the pit earlier. Well, he yeah. went to the pit, but then he wanted to bond with the people. Yes. And uh, smoke a little, and so he went up to the upper levels, and to see him twirl like that, dude, uh-huh. those hairy legs and the skirt. I had to because the show was so goddamn boring. It was oh, the only thing I could do to no. entertain myself. Now, that was so. just plain unkind. Oh. For that, you're going to have to look at Jimmy Buffett for seven hours. <laughs> hey, is Buffett touring? What? Did he stop? He's not touring this year. I don't think he toured last year. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I was, um, um, I was just thinking about no, that this hasn't stopped. Okay. Um, but um, usually no tours every summer. I mean, they're, you know, touring bands every summer, Fish, Dave Matthews, uh, yeah, yeah. other bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was among those. Um, but no, he's just in tour this year, but he will be back. Yeah, right. I hope he has enough and money. Pressed. Yeah, and Preston will be there in the front row once again. <laughs> yes, yeah. right down front. It's the only place to keep me entertained because it's so goddamn boring. <laughs> you bastard. So, stop it. Hey, you joke, I joke. All right. That's the way it works. Okay. Quid pro quo, Dr. Lecter. Okay. All right. Uh, shall we do the letter of the day? Quo. <laughs> quo. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A is in apple. All right, and we have a pair of great seats, VIP passes, and PRS guitar uh, signed by Godsmack. And MMR presents Godsmack and Stain this Friday, and that'll be a Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Uh, part of MMR's Rock Residency now. Tickets are on sale now at uh, Ticketmaster and you can text or Godsmack 39333 and we will send you a link to details including photos of the signed guitar so we'll give that away on Friday which will be here before you know it so what's happening on the program dude we have more tickets for the Outlaw Music Fest uh, coming August 5th at the Man with the Great Willie Nelson oh that's wow. so cool he's so amazing would love to get him on the show a yep. national treasure I interviewed him once uh, I think he's 90 or approaching 90 now uh, a national 
National Treasure. Um, so for today, it's Mick Jagger's birthday, a gigantic block of the stones, and I think it's Roger Taylor's birthday of Queen. It is. Uh, so we'll do a block of Queen, too. Nice. going to be a great day today yep. with Pierre Robert. I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today, today by Duncan, and the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Wild Fork Meat and Seafood Market. Enjoy the largest selection of quality meats and seafood at low prices. Uh, tomorrow on our program, as we've been hitting all morning long, uh, the Duncan Cooling Caravan is heading out to the streets of the Delaware Valley. And if you would like to submit your business to potentially have us stop by with some iced drinks from Duncan, then you need to go to PrestonSteve.com and get signed up and we'll find out who we end up visiting tomorrow. So that's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP.